No one has to tell you that at the moment our planet is experiencing a lot of anger. Fuck him. But it's important to recognize that anger is just a feeling and you can let it go. Fuck this new family. And if you'd rather have harmony, if you'd rather let go of the turmoil, you'll find yourself naturally letting go of wanting to be right. And in doing that, the anger dissolves as well. I hate him because he's, he's stupid. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Ramjack, caught in the glue of time. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and joining me on Ramjack today is Brad, Yay. and of course Jonathan. Alex, where the hell have you been? <laughs> very, very busy, sadly. That's what episodes. you've been, but where have you been? Is the <laughs> um, I can't talk about it. I don't even know where to begin. Alex, was, Alex slept then. He overslept. For a couple of, couple of months. I've been sleeping a little bit too much these days. Damn, it's been a month? You you slept a long time. Dude, there is sleepy. so much insanity so between sleepy. work and other things. I went to an amusement park for the first time in my life and actually went on roller coasters. Alright. It's awesome. Did you get hepatitis? Did not get hep. Okay. Didn't get hep, but I got a little bit of fear inside of me. Oh. As you should. It was nuts. Was it now? My question: Was it a real amusement park, or was it a parking lot carnival? Because I've been seeing a lot of those <laughs> lately, and they give me a panic attack. There have been tons of those. Oh, I guess it's carnival season. But no, we went to Kings Island. Um, my entire company, which isn't really like less than ten people, my boss took us all to Kings Island, which isn't a giant amusement park, but having been to Six Flags in my youth, it was equivalent. And when I was younger, I was always kind of timid about You know, the, Brady, the Brady's went to Kings Island. Did they really go to Kings Island? Mm-hmm. Huh. Brady Bunch. Yeah. They go Interesting. To the, to, they I bet the... they rode the Beast like I did, which is the scariest roller coaster because it's wooden, and it really does feel like you're about to be thrown out of it. And at one point, we t- made a bank, and it was obvious that they had made erected more scaffolding to hold the roller coaster up. I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? But of course, you're yelling things while you're going through, and it's really small. Yeah, you're yelling, what the fuck is this? What am I... F- what the fuck is this? I will spend more time Why on Why am it. I doing this? Other than... Micro n- world! <laughs> I have never understood in my life the appeal of roller coasters mm-hmm. until I got on one. And even though it was thrilling and fun... I still don't really understand why people do roller coasters. <laughs> it was an adrenaline wait, rush. You said that you had never been to an amusement park before, but then you later explicitly said that you have already gone to a Six Flags. Alex is a liar. Guys, He's a okay, goddamn first things, filthy liar. First things first, you know I'm a liar, Jonathan. You know this. <laughs> don't even front. The second thing is I... What I meant to say is I've never been to an amusement park correctly. When I was younger, I used to go with, like, church groups or whatever. And we would just stare and... at the other patrons and judge well, was, them for their well, <laughs> indulgences. I was a kid. Y'all should be, y'all should be reading some Bibles. <laughs> we, would, we would minister to them, of course, as oh, they were riding a roller coaster. Let me tell you, get up off that roller coaster, come down here, and let me tell you about baby Jesus. He did some awesome shit. But let me tell you, it's difficult to really enjoy a roller coaster when you're singing hymns on it with your eyes closed. <laughs> so this was the first time as an adult outside of a church I went to a uh, amusement park. <laughs> we were the oldest people there, too. We took it in the middle of a work week. We just went during work because it was like, all right, special treat for you guys. There the whole day. You're so busy, Alex. You've been so busy lately. So I got, fucking busy. It was at work. I mean, we got paid. It was well, awesome. Well, there's a lot more free that. time to ride wooden roller coasters when you're not passing out anti-abortion literature. 
Very true. Mm. And there wasn't any of that this time Pamphlet. either, thankfully. Pamphlet! But Pamphlet! <laughs> the three roller coasters I'll mention is, I've already mentioned the Beast and how insane that was, and it's old. It was the last roller coaster we rode, and you felt physically beat up after riding it. The yeah, it's nuts. Um, the, the first one I rode was something called the Diamondback, which is a new roller coaster what? type. To where there's very there's very minimal restraints and it goes Whoa. yeah it's supposed to be like open so you can enjoy it more. Guys, so you can die more. It was just really spread sketch. out. Like just spread out. <laughs> you could just spread out. You could have your arms open, wide open, and Seatbelt's you hit anyone. Yeah, do what you want. So there was so there was the it beast. was a little weird. And the diamond. Well, back. what was. <laughs> And there was one called Fly to Fear, but really quick on the Diamondback, that was the first one I'd ever really ridden. So the fact there wasn't that much restraint didn't bother me. I thought, well, all roller coasters are like this. Every other roller coaster we rode had, like, full-on rig-outs of safety belts. Like, after riding the Diamondback, I thought, maybe that was a little unsafe to ride the Diamondback. But God, it was so high, and it was crazy. And one of my coworkers, every time, she was so scared. And she would constantly be yelling on the ride, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck! The whole time, just she wasn't scared. Yelling. Alex. She was sexually aroused. She may have been a little sexually aroused. I will say, after we rode Diamondback and we went through the pool of water and it sprayed behind us, um, and the ride stopped for a second before we pulled in, I was with my uh, other coworkers. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. I look over at her and she, her hair's disheveled. She looks wrecked. She's like smoking this girl a cigarette. Went through an emotional. It was a pretty... Maybe she did have an experience on there we weren't aware of. That's a little scary. That makes sense. I have pictures of me on the roller coaster for the first time that are hilarious. Um, oh, they, they conned you into buying one of those roller coaster pictures, eh? Oh, no. It was... I got it because of the facial expressions. One of my coworkers is, like, doing karate katas to the front of the roller coaster. Like, he's fighting the wind or some kind of unseen force. This other guy, he's the intern, is, looks terrified. I'm with... I've got my mouth open like, Yeah! And then the, the woman I work with, Catherine, uh, she looks like she's about to die. Like, her arms are through the air. The look of her face is of sheer and utter terror. It's nuts, guys. I will say, Flight of Fear was like riding the roller coaster or the uh, minecart in Indiana Jones. Like, it was just like that. It was awesome. And that's all I got to say about the amusement park. It was really great. You might get dehydrated to drink a lot of water if you go out in the summer, but that's one of the <laughs> theme park hot. safety. That's helpful, Hans. I didn't get on one roller coaster because I was dehydrated, so I had to re rehydrate. Don't eat too much cotton candy or else your stomach's going to get all tight on the roller coasters. Be sure to drink plenty of water. <laughs> Before we get further into the podcast, I think we need to take care of some old business. Old business, what's up? Um, well, first thing, um, I've got... Don't, 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 oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure what these were. We'll get to these. We'll get to these next, but first, first um, we had a contest, and we got to pull a winner. Yeah, so Alex, stop touching things, which may be related to the contest. I don't know. Brad put these things in front of we'll me. We'll get to like... those. We'll talk about those. <laughs> okay. First, all right. So we had some people. We had a, we had an amazing contest. Uh, lots of lots of amazing giveaways. Let's talk about some of the things you're gonna win. You're gonna get a copy of my Panic Attack DVD. Mm-hmm. Alex, would you fetch the Panic Attack DVD? Yes, I'll from... be right back. Now, Brad, what exactly? I know we're gonna list what's on it, but what is a Panic Attack DVD? What do you hope to? gain by giving this to someone. If they enjoy our show, I think they'll enjoy the strangeness of the uh, Panic Attack Mega Mix 2011. 
it's I think it's fun for parties. You want to bring this oh, out? God, it's a show, wonderful yeah. compilation. For you just that. Uh, show people. It's like, hey, look at this ridiculous thing, and you can just skip ahead. You know, watch a few minutes. You'll have a you'll have a laugh. Oh, it's, it's about having a laugh. Having a laugh and also group activities because it really does. Like one of the videos is specifically geared toward. Oh yeah, it's for health. It's, yeah, yeah. Because I, all right. First off, let me list the contents here. Um, first off is dancing grannies. That's yes. mature fitness. Mature fitness. That's great for a group. Get healthy. You know, if you can't afford to buy your own set of weights, just fill some empty water bottles with the sand. <laughs> Jonathan has seen this. Yeah. He knows. Um, second up, we've got your invited to Mary Kate and Ashley's sleepover party. <laughs> yes. Uh, put it on the pizza. <laughs> Uh, third is Elvis dead or alive? Ooh, Ooh it's a mystery. Ah, intrigue. Is it? <laughs> um, fourth, we've got Howie Mandel's Watusi tour comedy special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourselves. I'm um, coked up and blowing into a hospital glove. <laughs> <laughs> number five on the list, we've got an educational film called La Catrina. <laughs> learn Spanish. You're gonna learn Spanish the way me and Alex learned it in yeah, high school with a hamburglar. With a hamburglar, it's ridiculous. Oh my god, I've seen that too. Jesus um, Christ. Number six, we've got a uh, Ross Perot <laughs> straight talking, 1992. Straight talking. Is Ross Perot and David Frost having a convo? <laughs> oh my god. How, how, number seven? how easily we fall from our oh. heights. <laughs> number seven, why don't you learn your alcohol IQ? Oh, this is an activity. That's that's great. You can you can uh, you know go through the trivia there and and match wits with some great celebrities of elder times of yesteryear. I remember being uh, I remember my alcohol IQ being tested in high school. Oh yeah. Well, if you love the stars of Laughing and other <laughs> random celebrities and Step by Step, then yes, toss them in there. Patrick Duffy's in there. Um, yeah, you learn things. How about he seems uh, drunk. number eight? Seat belts make sense with the crash test dummies. <laughs> stars of their own video game, stars of their own film. Yes. If they've made it this far, Brad, what what could end this and, awesome And finally, list? we will learn how to hunt the majestic elk. Oh. <laughs> Get them. It's a good cooldown. So this is this is a of course um all of these things are of course on here completely legally. It's so strange that I was able to buy this at a store with all these things legally on this DVD. And we're just going to give this away to someone? We're going to give this away. But that's not all. That's not all? That's not all. What else do they get, Brad? How about the greatest film of 2010, friend of yours and mine, America's 17th favorite comic strip canine, Marmaduke, on DVD? No way. We're getting Marmaduke. That is awesome. We couldn't couldn't afford the DVD Blu-ray digital three-pack, the three-disc version. (laughs) I, I want to make sure it's accessible to everybody. That would be the most accessible version. Well, we're, they're getting the DVD. Deal with it. <laughs> it's the DVD, <laughs> Blu-ray, HD DVD. You're just getting a DVD. Digital copy for disc edition. Um, here's another thing you're getting. Now, Alex, as we all know, is a graphic designer. Alex has um, unwittingly contributed... <laughs> yes! Some, uh, these are some temporary tattoos um, of cartoon characters from a serial... That Alex uh, did the design work for. Yeah, they also did fruit roll-up designs. Get them at your so, local Kroger. Shining star, you're gonna get some temp tats. So enjoy that lucky winner. You're gonna get some temp tats. <laughs> now, people may not know, and you have to buy the cereal box to find out that each one of these characters has a name. Oh, and you know, backstory um, and turn-ons. And I love that the lead singer wears a scarf. <laughs> yeah. What's the name it. of the cereal? I still don't know what the name of the cereal is. Uh, it's Shining Star cereal. Oh, it actually duh. tastes pretty good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, and uh, last but not least, you will be getting Easy Feet. It's a car wash for your feet. (laughs) 
who the fuck doesn't want a car wash for their feet? It's so hard to wash your feet. Have you seen the infomercial? It's rather difficult. It is such hard work. Wait, infomercial? I don't have to see an infomercial to know that it's very difficult to wash my feet. Oh, I, well, of In course the shower, not. It's Brad? difficult. You I don't need some on actor leg. pretending that he can't wash his own feet. It I is hard fucking it. work. You don't have to pay a servant to wash your feet anymore. <laughs> we got easy feet. And you're going to be getting that lucky winner. Fire Lucia and buy easy feet. <laughs> Get out of here, Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I've got all the names here and I'm going to pull the name of our lucky winner. Alright, and this is totally random. And the lucky winner is Richard Milton. Milton's Ooh. Milton's with an S. Congratulations, Richard. Richard Milton's. Where does he hail from? I don't know. He will have to uh email us and send his address so we can send him things. And what is that email, just in case you forgot? That's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. See how I said you up there? Of course I'll probably email him just so he knows that he won and then he can email us back. Hey. You won. <laughs> hey, you won. <laughs> you Help me stuff? give you the stuff. We got a box stuff. of stuff for you. That's what you get for listening to the show. That's a lot done. of stuff. Done and done. Stuff. That's a contest three years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> that really is an amazing prize pack. It really like is. You're giving away the car wash. I mean, foot wash. <laughs> it's a car wash for your feet, Alex. It's we're not selling. A car wash. We're, we're giving you a car wash that we weren't able to make a success. <laughs> we're gonna have a sexy lady come and wash your car. Congratulations, Richard. <laughs> We fired Lucia, and now she's your personal car washer. Yay! You like how I wash the car for you? Yes, Lucia. <laughs> I have one more bit of old news, or old business. Cool. Before we move on to new business. Um, last week, I talked about buying economical cough drops. And Jonathan was like, why don't you just buy the name brand? Also known like, as being a cheapskate. <laughs> well, you know, what the hell. Cough I'm sick, but drops. I don't respect my life enough. <laughs> I'm just going to get these Because there's a huge crap. difference. What? Is there a difference, Brad? Now, you've experienced both. Do I want to buy insulin or do I want to buy insulin? That's much cheaper. <laughs> I think I'll just get insulin. And it's nearly as effective. Well, I mean, the, the checklist is on the back. I mean, everything is the same except economical. We talked about this last time. I know. But you know, know what they didn't tell you about? <laughs> I love that they print no on the label. <laughs> nope. Economical? Paul. No. no. Not at all. It's laughably expensive. More. Um, In this day and age? There is something you get with Halls that you don't get with the economical brand. And that is wonderful, um, Dove Promise-like affirmations. <laughs> oh, no. Hall's Promises. That's right. We got Hall's Promises. Hall's Promises. <laughs> Dove and Hall got married, and they're making so, some promises. I'm just going to give some advice to some people, Please you know? do. Um, Tough is your middle name. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Tough Pernasek. <laughs> I listened a few wows today. W- what? <laughs> Jonathan, I'm going to need you to list a few wows today. Alex, Jesus you got one? Christ. <laughs> Let's hear your battle cry. Oh, Let's hear your boy. battle cry, Jonathan. Hear it. Let, do no, it. no do one it. taking these cough drops has battle cry. They have vocal problems. They shouldn't be yelling. <laughs> Jonathan, Here's my vocal cry. <coughs> they're encouraging them. Yeah, it's really just going to be them coughing. Does does the bag of, of cough drops, does it say on the bag that this is a specialty, like... No. Thing that they're doing? That's a secret added bonus. <laughs> oh, God. Jonathan, how about you put a little strut in it? <laughs> you know, I was really? going to kill yep. myself because I've been sick <laughs> without health insurance for two years. And then I opened that up and it said, list a few wows. And I didn't kill myself. <laughs> Take put charge and mean it. Put in it. Sorry, let's go back to put a little strut in <laughs> put it. Put a little strut in it. Put a little strut in it. That sounds like like stage direction. No, that sounds like a sexual harassment suit. Right <laughs> yeah. Lucy, I love the way you're running the office, but do me a favor. Put a little strut in it. Hey, how bitch. about this? 
push on. Ew. Now wait, I'm... Forward. Yeah. There's a lot, there's I, a lot of demands here. Hey, how about you turn can-do into can-did? How about you turn that can-do into a production of can-deed? Exactly. <laughs> Brad, what was the one... Okay, what was the last one you did? Not the one we just heard, like, literally three seconds ago. But when I backtracked and wanted to talk about strutting um, it out. Take charge and mean it. Take charge and mean it. <laughs> I'm taking charge. Do you, you don't mean that? it. Shut up, no, Jonathan. Wait, Shut the fuck up. I've got one that's going to judge you. You've survived tougher. <laughs> this cold isn't that bad. Stop, Stop being crying, a bitch. Big puss. Is Hall's like uh, my friend? No. Dust off and get up. Fire so up like, those engines. Raggedy, raggedy. What's that tongue thing you just did? Raggedy, fire up your engines. Then he did like this weird, like, ah. He did a weird Gene like Simmons. Gene Simmons, yeah, just like tongue out. Keystone cop voice, like, Fire up those engines, ladies. Ah. Put a little strut in it. Turn that can do into a fuck this. Seize the day. Now they're just making Newsies references. Why are they making Newsies references? Because that's the inspiration for Halls, apparently. Arise and seize the day, you sick fucks. Do it. Also, get through it. Just get, get through, through it. it. I like your your kind of play on that. Do it. Get through it. I want a doctor to have that be his final diagnosis. My diagnosis? Just get through it. Wait, wait. <laughs> Speaking of uh, doctor's uh, prognosis, don't waste a precious minute. Are you dying? What's happening? Hey, Brad. When you leave this office, I want you to go directly to your loved ones and hold them. <laughs> Guys, why don't you bet on yourself? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Stop betting on me, the doctor, to cure your disease. How about you bet on yourself? How about buckle down and push forth? <laughs> what is that? How about one, two, buckle my shoe and suck my dick while you're at it? <laughs> The worst thing about these is um, it seems like most of them are like cut off on the edges and you can't really read yeah. the full quote. But I've got one that I can see the corner of and it says, can do muscle. <laughs> I'm going to think it says exercise wow. that can do muscle. Hey, check this can do muscle. <laughs> Turn that do. I won't into a can do muscle <laughs> and flash those guns. <laughs> then fire up those engines for my can do muscle. Before <laughs> shut the door and get out of my office. Strut. That's Halls. Five, six, pick up that stick because I'm going to beat the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Halls, man. It gets you through it, though, doesn't it? I'm taking charge. Do you mean it? No. Well, then get the fuck out. But put some strut in that out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let the doorknob hit you on the way out while you're putting the strut in it. (laughs) Wow. Let me start turning into a song. <laughs> Why you putting a strut in it? Hey! So, Brad, my question to you is, since you've tested both these cough drops, are you going to start buying Halls now just because it has t- promises? That's why I did buy the second bag of Halls. Very nice. Second they have the bag, guys. They have so, the is there really no action. difference? Is there really no difference between the, uh, the no. generic brand and the Halls? No, well, I would argue that Brad does feel better after consuming and reading Halls. When I bought the Halls later, I was, I was actually Yeah, to be fair, he was first. on the upswing. Yeah, he was on the upswing yeah. at that point. Guys, I had six days of laryngitis. That's nuts, man. It was insane. So you couldn't actually talk at certain points, right? Like, you literally couldn't speak? I, yeah, I had no voice for six days. That's yeah. little laryngitis, Alex. That's I know, but that's well, just Well, Alex, I mean, when Brad and I got together for the 62nd episode, he lost his voice. He almost lost his voice right at the top of it. Yeah. And I had to kind of just talk for about 20 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> Keep, talking, was that yeah. Keep talking, Jonathan. Keep talking. 
that came through in the episode a little bit. Yeah, I'm squeaking out. Squeaking out. I'm, I'm back on. I'm back on the mend. I also but. like when John Jonathan calls you out on your voice. Like your voice sounds a little different. It's like in between a, a stage in your development, maybe. Hi guys, I'm an atheist. Hey. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's taking charge at all. Jonathan, um, you talk for 20 minutes. Sorry guys, I just opened another one of these cough drops. Oh um, snap! How about inspire envy? Whoa! Inspire envy? That's a bad thing. No. To be envious is even better. Not if you're a gossip girl. Maybe Which jealousy is the bad version of envy. Maybe, okay, I guess it's okay to envy someone. Inspire Just don't be jealous. Envy. Inspire jealousy is. amongst <laughs> your friends. Hey guys. I'm a new housewife. Since Brad opened the door slightly, I'll, I'll, we'll peek in and then I'll shut it really quick. No, Alex is going to come through with a battering ram. <laughs> Talk about it. Let it out. Let it out. The new gossip girl is, I want, to, I want to say it's called Pretty Little Liars or something like that. Have you seen this? I've heard about this. I watched... I haven't. I've only picked. I jumped in the middle of it. The newest episode. Mm. It is insanity. Apparently, these girls blinded and/or killed someone. Whoa. Or both. Fuck. And they're keeping a secret. And one of them's having a affair with her teacher. It is nuts. All right. You have to check this out. And that was our gossip girl segment. <laughs> more on Blake Lively summary. in a minute, but wait. As we're doing quick uh, television wrap-ups, I like the rapid fireness of this episode. Yeah. Go go it's, go go go. It's very spastic. Alex has um, done some updates on Doctor Who before. Mm-hmm. I have watched the last season of Doctor Who, which is that was it the fifth season? Fifth season. Okay. It's a new head writer. It's a new Doctor, Matt Smith. Guys, I think we've talked about this before. My entire life, I've tried to like Doctor Who, and that's been kind of middling for me. Love the Torchwood, but uh, I'm in it. I enjoyed the last season of Doctor Who. All it needed I was a new it. head writer, a new head main actor, <laughs> and a and a foxy new uh, um, companion. You needed a revamp. She's super hot, Amy Pond. Hmm. So Doctor Who, I give it a thumbs up. The, that last season, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Dip in. I give it my full endorsement. And that was our Doctor Who segment. Well, two questions for Brad, really quick. Oh my! If opening back new... up the Doctor Who segment. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> All right. Again, before we shut this door, let me just peek in a little bit. Battering round. Let's Open go. the door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who? You'll find out. <laughs> Would you recommend for people to jump in on the fifth season as opposed to the first season? Are there really I, any major callbacks between the Doctors? Like, once it changes, isn't that well, its own set? But you, now well, it the, almost ends at the end of the fourth season. Yeah, the, the first season through the fourth season of the new run, um, that's all pretty much all connected. You can definitely jump in on just the last season and start there. But there's a lot of there's a, there's some stuff. I mean, it's again, I've said it's not bad. It's just it, it didn't quite hook me, and I didn't really like David Tennant. It's worth watching if you want to, and then you got the time. They're short seasons. They're like what, 13 episodes a season. It's not yeah, a lot it takes of. You no time. It's not a huge commitment. So it does get weird though. Second yeah. question, really quick, Brad. Okay. All right. You like Amy? Defo. What do you think of her boyfriend slash fiance slash husband Rory? She can do better, and I'm here and waiting. Would you wait 2,000 years for her? Now, just What's keep in mind, now? everyone, Brad is Im- imbibing a Kraken-based liqueur as he is we waxing. Some, we're both one drink in so far. Maybe more. I, I don't know how long Brad's been drinking. I've been drinking for many years. <laughs> what, do you, what, do we, what are we drinking? We drink Kraken mixed with Coke it's, Zero. It's, it's a little Kraken with some Coke Zero and a dash of lime. Brad on mixed mine. Well, wonderful drink. Highly recommended. And on this end, I'm drinking traditional, classy water. Can't beat it. It gives you life. You can't beat it. I think you can As beat Brad it. unspools the bottle of Kraken. I think you can beat it. He's you can un- beat it with something called... the beast, man. I'm unleashing the Kraken. Yeah, the bottle is almost classy looking, but then at the top near the spout, it has two little testicles for some reason. That was hard. 
Jonathan. Uh, oh, there's a Kraken. Handhold. It is the Kraken. It's awesome. Just Often in case a... you can't grip it with your full palm, you could just slip two fingers between these rings. It's like a squid. I suppose it's, it's kind of like squid. a squid. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so really before like we started recording, I thought I didn't really have anything, but I, I can throw something really quick in. Rapid fire. Um, because I did remember a uh, story based in improv. Uh, at the end of the last... It was the last class of level two. There were seven levels, but last class of level two. Each student had to get on stage, and the rest of the class, if they volunteered to do so, could just say things about why they liked working with you in the class. And it was supposed to be a positive feedback session, but then at the end of it, the teacher would also give me notes, blah, 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 blah. The point is, this fucking bitch named Babs. Her name is Babs. Her name is Babs. And Babs, if you're listening, here's a few questions for you. Why did you show up to every class late? And why on the last class (laughs) at an improv Olympic session, did you wear a baseball cap that said Second City on it? And why did you wear the baseball cap during all of your scenes and not take it off so people could see your fucking face? Oh, that's right, because you work as an intern at Second City and you're a snob and you think you're already, like, hot shit. Here's the thing. You're not hot shit. And... Jonathan, wait. Really quick. Is she attractive? No. Dear God. All right. Never mind. Okay. Heavier heavier set woman. No. She... She always wears frumpy clothing that's not good for moving around and improv. Like, she wears, like, lots of layers and it's hot outside. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, so I go on stage and she raises her hand and the teacher kind of gives her the floor to give me positive feedback. And she goes, John, I really like your mustache. Just kidding. Whoa! And then I looked at her. I was up on stage by myself and I looked at her and I went, so what you're saying is you don't like my mustache? And she goes, eh, the jury's still out. Who is this girl? She's a bitch, is what she is. That's what Babs she is. A bitch. <laughs> Who is this girl? She is a bitch. <laughs> and then she kind of shot off some generic, like, no, but yeah, you make really good choices. I like your characters or something. I'm like, yeah, make it as vague and milk toast as possible. Did you do anything to this girl? Did you do this to everyone? She, I don't know. She, did you fuck her boyfriend? Did you fuck her boyfriend, John? John boyfriend. Did you fuck her boyfriend? What boyfriend? Like, Not her boyfriend, but you know. You know what she calls her Her boyfriend. gay friend that she's been hanging out for a while. Hey, I'm dating Babs. Don't tell her. Don't tell her we're doing this right now. What are we doing? We're doing it. What are we doing? It. No, we're not. That's not how you do it. Oh. That's so... Close enough. <laughs> God. Blech. Anyway, uh, all of her characters are her. So, like any character she ever does in an improv scene, in an improv scene, she's just like, "Oh yeah, cool, awesome. I'm this <laughs> character. Two years from now, I'll be this character. Three months ago, I was this character. Like, fuck you." And the teacher like, tried to give her feedback and be like, "Hey, Babs. Ooh, Brad just had a, a lung attack." Sorry. He was like, hey, Babs, how about you do a character that's not like you? Be, like, really big and loud and crazy and say wild and crazy things. Do whatever you want to do. And this was her taking that note. Ah, wow, I sure am loud right now. This is my new character. (laughs) Loud Babs. Yikes. Anyway, that's my thing. Moving on. So, gentlemen, um, continuing with the the summer movie season, we've seen some films Mm -hmm. amongst us. Uh, 
So I thought we could do a quick little rundown of what we've seen. Ramjack at the movies. Yay! Little 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 tub of popcorn dances across your iPod screen. <laughs> Welcome to the movies. Fuck my mouth, it's movies. <laughs> Get a hand job in the back aisle. It's Ramjack at the movies. Yeah. Did you say suck my mouth or something? No, I said get a hand job in the back aisle. It's Ram Jack at the movies. Oh my god, I can't believe we're at On Stranger Tides and I'm getting a hand job. <laughs> did you see On Stranger Tides? I don't no. know anyone who did. Why would anyone see it? Well, I don't know how it worked in the box. My aunt office. and uncle did. My aunt and uncle did, and they're in their 60s because my aunt enjoys that Johnny Depp. Yeah. And she was like, why didn't you go see it? He's funny. I'm like, because those movies suck. <laughs> Yeah, Grams. They're terrible films. I didn't like the first one. I haven't seen any of them. Since well, let's talk about let's one. let's talk about movies that aren't involving Johnny Depp. Yeah, cool. now, I think we've all seen the X Men First Class. Yeah, I like putting the in front of things arbitrarily, like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Super Eight? <laughs> oh, X Men Babies. <laughs> well, if this had been X Men Babies, that would have been interesting too. But. Hey! Hugh Jackman still would have made that cameo and he still would have told those X-Men babies to fuck off. <laughs> that was nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, people in the theater. How were you ever a kid at one point? How is it that you're 35 in every fucking one of these movies? Fuck off. Leave me alone. All right, Mr. Wolverines. Out of 10, what are you going to rate the film? Go, Jonathan. Uh, six and a half, All right, seven. Alex. Six. I'll say seven. Yeah, it was perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, better than Thor. I I liked it a lot better than Thor. I like Thor better. I would say they're about the same for me. Really? I I liked it because of uh, Fassbender. Yeah. As Magneto, because I don't know, Thor didn't really have a performance like that. It didn't have anything that you could work around. And I think that performance as Magneto, James McAvoy was okay as Xavier, but um, Fassbender as Magneto made yeah, that. Yeah, he was film he was really good. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really get into any of the other characters. No, really. I. I I didn't all really the like X-Men Mystique. babies. I don't like it her was, at all. Or Raven, actually. as she's yeah. referred to. I, it was just weird. I forgot that her character's name was actually Raven, and they kept saying that. I was like, that's yeah. weird. Why does her name sound like a superhero yeah. name? Well, her name is Raven in the comic book, isn't it? Yeah. I have to assume, yeah. But that's yeah. so weird. But, like, uh, Banshee, like, the, the Banshee kid and the kid with the little... Uh, is he is he supposed to be um, Cyclops' dad? No, it is it is the uh, guy who's his sh- brother. Not Banshee, Havoc's his oh. brother. Yeah, yeah, that's Havoc. Banshee's the one with the sonic uh, scream or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of weird choices in this. Why bother setting it all up if you're? I, I don't know a damn thing about Banshee or Havoc or the the slutty prostitute with the tattoo dragonfly. Which, wings. by the way, is Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz's daughter. What? Yes. How does Lisa Bonet have? She can't have a daughter that's that age. Damn! And Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. That makes some sense now. <laughs> Why are you two so bowled over by this? Lenny Kravitz has a daughter? As if he's like this huge That's not so much Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. I hope people can hear oh. the sincerity in our voices, though, because, I mean, that really does shock me for some reason. I don't I, know why. I love Lisa Bonet. There was something weird, because isn't... Just two old men on a couch drinking liquor. How could she have a daughter? She's still so pretty. I'm old. I'm old. X-Men first class. I remember when the first Babies having babies. Why is he not not Scottish? The first X-Men came out before 9-11. It was nice seeing Kennedy in a movie again. I like that. Again. I think he turned in a good performance. He was dignified. 
He was rooted in his character. I did I did read a review of this where it said that Kennedy gave the best performance in the film. <laughs> telling America that everything oh, is all right. Yeah, it was bullshit. Poor Nicholas poor Nicholas Holt playing Beast oh, God. from Skins. Oh, just trying his best, but like his character went nowhere. And then when he was actually Beast, I, th- I it looked I thought it looked, it looked pretty bad. bad dude. I thought it looked like a weird bad Jim Henson. Well, puppet. it's because he you know he looked like Harry Monster from Sesame Street. <laughs> well, he looked like my pet monster. <laughs> yes. Do you remember my pet right, monster? Now. He looked like my pet monster. <laughs> but I mean, you know. It's a weird-looking thing. Well, I thought, to go back to Mystique or Raven, I thought her makeup looked really weird, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Her forehead looked I, big. I can't, was like, I can't take that seriously. What the hell's going on? Yeah, when, when she has her, like, dark red hair and the blue skin, it just comes off as silly to me. And she's trying to have these deep, dramatic scenes with, like, Fassbender and McAvoy. I'm like, eh, she looks like a Smurf. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a prequel to, to the Smurfs movie that's coming out <laughs> later this year. Yeah, it was just weird. And Hank Azaria as that character. Oh, fuck. I'm playing He's that cute. character. <laughs> Toad, Toad is Gargamel in the Smurfs. <laughs> this is the biggest paycheck I've ever received in my 40-year-plus career. Oh, uh, man. Mutant and proud. So. Nope. They, try, they, they hammered it over the head a little bit, I think. But My back. Oh, yeah. Charles. Or at the very end when Fassbender goes, I prefer... Yito! Like, yes. And I wear a cape now. Don't wear a cape. I wear a cape and the helmet with the horns because we have to make it just like the original costume, but that looks You know, honestly, I wish wish they had done it, but left it where it was still ambiguous towards if Magneto was going to be completely evil now or not. Come on. Because I like like where, you know, I like the idea of what they were going with. You could see everything, you know, foreshadowed a million miles away, but it was it was nice what they did for the most part. Yeah, why couldn't they work together more? Like, why did they have to immediately get us to the point that the first X-Men movie was at? Can I, I say something know. super nerdy that I saw online that made me laugh? What's up? Alright, so, um, in, in, like, the later X-Men movies, um, Professor X is talking about how he built Cerebro with Magneto. <laughs> Lies! <laughs> Which is bullshit, because you know, Hank built that, and nobody had anything to do with it except Hank. I like Professor X just being an asshole and taking credit for shit that his students did. <laughs> he erased their minds yeah, the, and let them think that he did it. I also yes. built Cerebro. <laughs> this movie, First Class, is awkwardly trying to insert itself into the continuity of the mm-hmm. first three that we got and just doesn't yeah. work because of, sh- of stuff like you just yeah. pointed I thought out. Originally, it was supposed and to be like a reboot, which would have been great. But when you throw Hugh Jackman into the mix, you're flat out admitting that it's well, not you can't, a reboot. I mean,. You can't really do a reboot and make it a prequel at the same no. time. That would be too confusing for people. Well, if they yeah. did what the real X-Men First Class did. But if they did that, then people would be like, well, how does this connect to the other movies? Oh, it's different, but now it's set in the 60s? What? Uh, where's yeah. Lisa Bonet? They were trying to have their cake and eat it, too. <laughs> because they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too, because they wanted to start fresh, mm-hmm. technically. But at the same time, they knew audience would be sitting there going, well, how does this connect to the first three that I saw? Brr, I, I'm an audience member from I'll the I'll say overall, I think they did a pretty, a pretty oh, good job of very, yes. doing what they were trying to do. Why do, people keep, why do people keep bashing January Jones? Like, she's not charming yeah. or charismatic, but everyone's like, she turns into one of the worst performances I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. What? And it's like, yeah. no, she made a choice. It's clear she's doing yeah. that as a people, character. I, I'm, I'm a staunch defender of actors. Mostly because most of my friends are actors, but people just complain about actors for the most bizarre reasons. Like it if, is weird. Like I, I, I will say that I, I, I wasn't completely down with her performance. I think they could have done more interesting things with it. 
But that's a director's job to say, hey, um, try something else. Yeah. She was just playing like a 60s yeah. evil she, she was who could turn she into did a diamond. She perfectly fine doing what she was trying to do um, and apparently what they wanted. So... They were they. I, th- I think they just told her, "Look, just give Bacon all the focus. Just give mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon all the focus in his scenes." Yeah. And people kept saying he was fantastic. Like I read reviews, they're like, "Kevin Bacon is fantastic in this movie." I'm like, "Well, to be fair, he is fine, but he is not turning in some sort of like career reboot John Travolta in Pulp Fiction yeah. turn here." We're all going, "Kevin Bacon, damn, he's back on the scene." No, no it's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> nothing revolutionary. It was a good, what, especially when he was a Nazi, but he wasn't a Nazi. Yeah. And then he stopped having the dialect at one point. Oh, in in this scene, I shall talk like this. Yeah, the accent was a little a little far, but again, it was fine. It was serviceable, solid, but yeah, it wasn't nothing especially to write home about. I don't think. Here's a question, spoiler, and I'm just saying, when in that scene where Kevin Bacon kills Magneto's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Magneto get so upset, but he doesn't kill Kevin Bacon? That is... That makes, yeah, that really bothers Kevin Bacon goes, I'm going to teach you a lot, kid. And it's like, no, that kid should kill him right yeah. then and there. I think he should have... There's nothing metal in the also, library like, that they're Because his whole power thing, you know, he can absorb... Like, they should have done something, at least, to maybe slightly allude to his, like, weirdo power of absorbing whatever. Right. Energy. Also, if this is supposed to be based in the Cuban Missile Crisis... Is it, don't you think some people's eyebrows would be raised when all of the ships fire their missiles at the Cuban beach <laughs> trying to kill the mutants? Like, hey, why did you all fire your missiles? And then why did they all turn around? Well, I think, I think we're taking it that the point of divergence from actual history is the Cuban Missile Crisis. But they make such a big deal about how it's such a politically tense time and one false move could send the whole world into another world right. war. But at the time, they're like, ah, let's just kill the mutants. Well, fire. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like, I feel like they had that great setup of the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, but I don't like the idea that it was all the Cuban Missile Crisis was engineered by Kevin Bacon. Like, the, why can't we just have it be the actual Cuban Missile Crisis? <laughs> we don't need him. Yeah, it was next. just Kevin Bacon showing up at uh, politicians' houses and going, "I want you to do this," and they're like, "No." And then he goes, "Yes," and then they go, "All right." Yeah, that's. <laughs> it just it doesn't really it doesn't take a lot of effort on it wasn't Sebastian necessary. Shaw's part. So I don't know. Also, isn't the Hellfire Club a reference to the yeah, comics? Yeah. But isn't that a team of supervillains? Yeah. yeah, but that's Sebastian Shaw or is it just and a... Emma Frost. And then whoever okay. randos they pick up. This might be interesting for you guys right. to know. The one devil-like character that can teleport yeah. is actually the devil. He's Nightcrawler's father, too. That character. Yep. And in the comic books, apparently he's, the devil? he's actually the devil. But they have another character that's actually the devil. I know. Wow. Uh, they apparently, got a lot, they got a lot of devils. Originally, he's supposed to be the like Satan, Lucifer, the <laughs> devil. Wow. So in in a way, maybe we don't know what they were thinking of the writers. It's never really mentioned. Mm. That could have been the devil, Man. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty awesome if you nice. think of it that way. No matter how much money they would have put into that makeup, he still would have looked like a bad Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer yeah. character. Hello, Buffy. Like, <laughs> like well, he's basically just Nightcrawler, but red. <laughs> And that's yeah. not going to work. I love the accent. In this <laughs> episode, all the characters will see. Hi. Buffy. <laughs> Hi. What's up, Buffs? I'm going to kill you. 30% of that movie was just them sitting in that little room, <laughs> hanging out and like playing pinball. Were they They're trapped? Like, Were they in a like prison? <laughs> I kind of like the idea. It was just like teenage mutants hanging out and like breaking shit. Yeah. It made me happy. It's causing a ruckus. They could <laughs> just like have fun. their own show and the show could just be called Teenage Mutants. Teenage, teenage Mutant Orgy Time. Whoa. Oh, whoa. So Nicholas sexy. Holt just like fucking everyone with his huge feet. Like, yeah. 
Is it any <laughs> surprise that I like doing shit with my feet? <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> and wait, that was his mutant ability. That was his, like at first the only thing mutant about me is that I have fucked up feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he was just stronger. Like he had. He's super agility. agile. Yeah, and he could run wicked fast. <laughs> wicked fast. All right, let's. Uh, are we closing the door on the X Men? Battering ramp with that away. Putting the battery. Well, if, one more thing before before are you I close me? the door. No, I I when Magneto would cry the single tear, I thought that was really funny for some reason. I had yeah, no idea. He's moving the satellite, happened. and it's, it's like it's super mother. funny when Holocaust survivors have horrible memories. Alex, thanks. Well, I love it. That's what it's it really took. Funny. It's like remember this horrible memory. No, he had a tear. Po- no, no, no. You're misremembering the scene. That was when Magne- uh, That was when Magneto accessed a positive memory because oh, Charles yeah. was showing him that he could he could have access to his power by being good rather um, than Alex, angry. If, if I can, if I can say this, um, you see, the thing is, he's crying because um, he's a Holocaust survivor and he's had one good memory after the horrible things that were done to him. So I don't think it's particularly funny. No, a sir, memory I that don't. he didn't even realize was still in his brain because he had like walled it up. Yeah, because he's had such a horrible life because he was in a concentration camp as a child, Alex. It's really now, funny, see, Alex. What happened in concentration weird. camps was that everyone around you died. Your family, your friends, they were all like rounded up and gassed and killed and shot. Pretty depressing shit. Wow. Really funny, though, huh? Really? Well, I mean, that would explain why, why I was laughing and being like, ha you see that? Stupid Magneto's Jew. crying like a baby. <laughs> what a dumb yid. Cry <laughs> right to your mommy. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> and then, you know, I guess that's why that didn't go over so well with the crowd. So let's move on to another film. Um, <clears throat> I'm closing the door. door. Clo- Alex, Ooh, oh, one more thing, guys, about X-Men. <laughs> oh, hmm. One more thing. How about those Jews? <laughs> Ridic. <laughs> All right, Brad, take so, it. Um, I saw a movie. Um, actually, I did a little double feature yesterday. I saw X-Men First Class, and then I saw Bridesmaids. Question. Are women yes. funny? Hilarious. Done. They're great. They're great. Um, women, you get a pass. The FBI <laughs> agent from uh, X-Men First Class, Rose Byrne, Rose then Byrne. popping up in, in, in Bridesmaids. Wow. I got a double Rose Byrne feature yesterday. Rose Byrne, not good in X-Men, very good in Bridesmaids. She was pretty hot in X-Men. I, I liked her in X-Men. Her character was pointless. <laughs> eh, she was, it's, you know, was it wasn't much there, but she was fine. Yeah. I'm the access point for the everyman. We know Rose Byrne. <laughs> but yeah, Bridesmaids was really fucking good. Like, it's definitely one of the, it's one of the better movies I've seen in a while. Very funny, very good. Between what you and Jonathan touching, said. Touching, touching. I can't wait to see it. I'd give it an Sometimes. eight or a nine. Yes, I would agree. <clears throat> Bridesmaids. Good, go see it. Everyone go see it. Fine work from everyone. So, uh, you can't see uh, the Super 8? I have seen Super 8. Alex has seen Super 8 as well, right? Yes. I have not seen it. <clears throat> I, I got an email. Can I, can I say quickly before you guys talk about Super 8? Oh, you want to keep of, 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 uh, Let me just throw in my little battering ram here. Um, <laughs> okay. Of all the summer movies, and I know every, a lot of people are super excited about this, and I, I don't know what it is, but to me, it's never looked appealing. I don't it's, know what it is. It is turning out to be the sleeper summer hit. Like, it's actually making more money than a lot of the tentpole superhero stuff. Um, people are it, digging it. It may, and, be, it may be great. Um, I'll let you guys talk about that in a split second. But I don't understand. To me, it looks it doesn't look very interesting or original or, I don't know, it just doesn't appeal to me. I'm sure I'll see it at some point. But go ahead, folks. Tell me about the film. Should I see it? Brad, I will say this. I kind of agree with you. When I was seeing previews for it, I thought, well, that looks kind of neat, but it didn't wow me at all. In fact, when I was seeing the previews, I was a little bit like, eh. But everyone else I know wanted to see this movie. Like, yeah. oh my god, it looks so good. 
And I thought, really? Yeah. I actually have a friend who went, who saw the preview for uh, Super 8 in the theaters, and when they said they showed someplace in Ohio because it was so close to Cincinnati, in the theater they went, oh shit! But it was audible and everyone laughed at this person. So because of that, I had to go see that movie with this. Well, what? Anyway. Wait, why did they say, oh shit? Because it was close to Ohio. It was close to Cincinnati. Well, that and they were so invested in the trailer, Jonathan. They were so arrested by the trailer that was wow. This movie set in my state. Wow. (laughs) They were like, "Fuck, something's happening in Ohio." Something I recognize. Wow, this applies to me. They were so alien attack in Ohio. Crazy. I'm going opening day. Because it arrested their attention so much and made them think that it was actually happening, I was like, I should probably go see this. Oh, Gimli. Now, Alex, uh, <laughs> what did you actually think of the film after seeing it? Well, Jonathan, let's rate it. Out of out of ten, what would you give it? Uh, six and a half, like, bordering into seven, I guess. I would give it a five. You know what? Let's just, let's say six or six and a half, just because my thought is... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, I love you changing Alex's You know what? Uh, no, 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 I'm changing. No, 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 I'm changing my score. I, I'm willing to meet you partway. How about a 5.5? Because I'm, I'm not, not breaking the 6 score. on this one. Why am I actually getting offended by the fact that you thought I was doing that? I wasn't changing your score. <laughs> I was changing mine, dummy. <laughs> it's funny if you were changing mine. Actually, Alex, I'm going to need you to change that. Actually, John, we're going to edit it so it makes you seem like a dumbass. <laughs> God, shut up! <laughs> okay, shut up! All right, right. So, uh, middling then, huh? I don't know. the The kid stuff works. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just a pastiche of every film you've ever seen in your life. Like if you if you like the Goonies, if you liked E. T., if you like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's a blender film of every fucking shot and scene from those films combined. I mean, the kids are the Goonies kids, but they're not nearly as irritating and annoying. In fact, the only reason to see the film is because of the kids. See, exactly. And I was never big on those films. I, they're okay, but those aren't my, like, go-to films. We've the monster stuff course. doesn't really work. They try to pull a Jaws kind of thing by not showing the monster. And when you do see it, it's like, eh, it's CGI. I've seen it a million times. If you've seen Cloverfield, really... you've seen this monster. Why can't they bring CGI to the same levels they do in Avatar? Because I saw I saw Natira the other day randomly. Because that shit is expensive? <laughs> well, it's because it's expensive. But that stuff looks freaking real compared to the stuff in Super 8. Everything in Super 8 didn't look real at all. Speaking of Natiri, um, I saw Natiri the other day myself. Oh, you I, both have a Natiri side. I was at the grocery store, and I saw someone um, had got ordered an Avatar cake in June of 2011. <laughs> that happens, apparently? People apparently have gotten um, Navi Blues. Well, maybe it, was, maybe it was for a kid. I bet it was for a little kid. Little kids get like character what cakes. What kids are seeing Avatar? Is, what what do you kid mean? What kids are seeing Avatar? Avatar? Seem, it's a science fiction be, film. Wouldn't it be super boring to a kid? I don't think so. I mean, I hate that film, but I can see a little kid really getting into it. It certainly has a plot that's aimed at a fucking little kid's understanding. Definitely. True, and it's you know an amalgamation of a lot of different sci-fi things. But Bad like, military um, people, grr. Good tree falls. Oh no! Like that's hey, the plot of Avatar. Me. Science people don't understand it either. You gotta, you gotta use your heart. <laughs> Listen Fuckers. to it. Can, can we not talk about Avatar? <laughs> We're Question, not gonna talk um, about Avatar. Super Eight. Um, how about um, there's an actress in it. Um, her name is uh, um, AJ Machaka, sister of Hellcat. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Dude's sister, right? Yeah. Oh my god. So how how was she? How did oh she do? Oh my god. Not as hot as uh, no, she's not as hot. Hellcat. She's the other. She's, she's the other. Machaka. She does play the hot character though. Mm. 
Okay. I will I will say this about Super 8. The reason I give it a 5 is it was a good movie. It was executed very well, and regardless of certain It's things, a good movie, despite the fact that 5 means yeah. mediocre and average well, and not really thing. all that good. <laughs> here's the thing. I didn't like it. I it's feel just weird personally unappealing. That. So yeah. you, think it was, you think it was good and well done, but you just didn't enjoy it. I can see all the reasons why people like it, and for some reason, when I saw it, I was like, eh. I was underwhelmed. I was like, well, I can, again. Alex, I always trying to be fair and never wanting to offend anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, see I mean, why people like it. At the same time, though, I like a Doctor Who. I think um, those first four seasons I watched were well done, but I, don't, I didn't like them. The parents in this movie were horrible. Hated them. That was the one thing about this movie that really irked me. Other than that, it was really well done and fun. It was a fun adventure. Can I just say, parents just don't understand. They really don't understand, and that's what we've been trying to say. That should be a song. That should be a song. They really should get on that. The film, the film assumes that by the end of it, you're going to be as emotionally invested as the score assumes you are, because the score, the final moments, there's all this heartfelt interaction between everyone as the you know credits start rolling. And it just falls flat because Maloney. I don't know. I don't. I. Why do I give a shit about this monster going up into space? Oh, good, he went home. Even though I, you're supposed to feel like he's misunderstood. Like we made him evil. We made him a a human eating monster. Keep in mind, everyone. He eats people. He does eat people in the film. He kidnaps people from the town and like eats their asses. So I don't know. He's well, not exactly E.T. He's not even Mac. But he is E.T. <laughs> well, he's closer to Mac. Um, but it's just, all of it was, parts of it were just seemed so forced. I was like, fuck this. But the kid parts were the best. I love the in-credit sequence the most, Jonathan. Oh, I didn't, I don't even think I saw that. Oh, Jonathan. They show the kid zombie <laughs> Stop movie. Yelling. It's amazing. It's the best part of the movie. Jonathan! <laughs> you dumb Fuck. The train wreck was done very well because of the special effects in that were actually pretty jaw-dropping. Wish they did put in that budget for the alien because it did not look real and wasn't even scary. Did you see the alien in the ref- in the puddle, Jonathan, at the gas station? No. Because no one else did. They show the alien like 30 minutes before they actually show them in the film. In the reflection, like you see the the police chief or whatever, and he's like looking around, and you see the alien behind him, like his reflection, almost like waving at the camera, like I'm here. I don't know, guys. Five movie easy. All right. If you like that stuff, go see it. But if you like it, see it. Eh, it's middle of the road. Very slow. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe not. Like the rest of this goddamn summer, for the most part. <laughs> I would actually love to see what you have to say about it, right? Yeah. All right. So shall we move on to the to the Green Lantern? Yes. Mm. Jonathan, have you seen The Green Lantern? I haven't. I don't think I'm going to, considering I, your reviews. Yeah, yeah. Probably don't. Listen, <laughs> I, there, was a, there was a lot of people, uh, there was a lot of um, bad press coming out before. A lot of people were complaining about CGI, which I think is kind of bullshit. Um, well, Alex, well, Alex will probably be one of those people. Why can't they invest $800 million into the CGI? Well, I'll say, I say this. The CGI, the way it was blended, seemed very, it was done very well. Yeah, it looks fine to me. It's a weird, it's a weird super sci-fi thing. Yeah. I grant that, you know, all the weirdness, you have to. I grant it. I accept that. Visuals mean nothing to me, though, so it wasn't a huge detractor for me. The difference between Super 8 and Green Lantern was the effects in Super 8 were uneven. Trainwreck, beautiful. Alien, what the fuck. In Green Lantern, they were all kind of even, which is what makes it, I think, a superior film in the special effects category. Mm -hmm. Whatevs, go ahead. Now, I will say this. I I went in and you know I'm very open to a film they needed to cut about 50% of the dialogue there was way too much talking times when they they were showing there's a point where Blake Lively is like wearing like a business suit Uh, Ryan Reynolds is talking to her and he's like oh 
This whole bit about how she's becoming corporate and blah blah blah, when you didn't need to say a damn thing. You can see it, it's there, it didn't need to be said. Way too much dialogue. And also, they apparently, it feels like they cut a hell of a lot out of the movie. There are points where you're gearing up into the action, and it's not clear how they got from point A to point B, and it seems like they clearly cut, like, three scenes. It's pretty blatant in yeah. some cases. I really liked the idea, the story they have, um, the B story with Hector Hammond, who gets infected with an alien thing, and he gets weird psychic powers. I really liked that. It was a good use mirroring Hal Jordan's story from another angle, and you see this guy who's gotten this strange ability from aliens that's bringing out the worst of him. It was a very well-crafted idea. As this movie kept doing, things fall apart and they didn't use the pieces they had on the table. And it could have been really good, which pisses me off. It's just flawed. <laughs> Brad, I believe you had mentioned something about creating a blog or something where you would fix this? I, <laughs> I really wish you would, Brad. There's a piece of me that really wants to create some kind of website or something where I just write treatments of how I would fix films, not changing any of the major plot elements of the film, just fixing them with slight tweaks. Because I, I could do it. I feel I strongly believe I could do it. And I feel like this film was rushed into production, and then they were handing the actors sides that they were being rewritten on the set. And I feel like that's the problem. They did not have a fully fleshed out script. Well, that's that's what, it was, it was, that's what most of the reviews point out. It's They tell rather than show. Most of the film is just people consoling the Hal Jordan character. Like, no, you can be a superhero. Come on, do it. And he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't think I can. It's like, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see a stupid sad sack sitting around for 90% of a film. It's a superhero film. We want to see action sequences. We want to see stuff happening. Not characters wondering whether that... Uh, it's, for, it's called Green Lantern. We all know he's going to be the fucking Green Lantern. Why are, you, why are they writing nine scenes where he's like, I don't think I can do it. Well, clearly you're going to fucking do it. Shut up. Like, why would I, you write a script like that? I will say that I do like the fact that you know, like, most of these superhero movies, we, the first movie is, like, this big, elaborate origin film. And this really, they didn't really bother with, like, a, a big setting-up origin. They just kind of threw it in the mix, and then there was problems after that. I also heard it that was, most of it is just Top Gun. Like, his whole backstory is just the movie Top Gun. Blake Lively is the stern instructor who's like, you can't be so reckless, and he's like, shut up and kiss me. That was actually a really good, uh, I almost said Ryan Phillippe. That's a different <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> So that's, that's, that's the Green Lantern, Brad, folks. you said everything that I could... I mean, I'm totally on the yeah. same page with you. But I will say this, though. Blake Lively, freaking hot in this movie. Can I say that I think she kind of looks like Laura Silverman? Yeah, I could see that. I never recognized Blake Lively's profile as being as attractive as it is until now. I think Laura Silverman's hotter. I like her nose. I think Blake Lively's hotter. Um, Jonathan, the only reason you may want to see this is because of Ryan Reynolds, because he was looking good in this movie, too. No. Ripped? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I've, seen it. I've, see it for... I've seen it in the trailers. Why do I need to see it in the movie? Like they, they put should... that in the trailers. There's just more of it. I think you should yeah. see it for Jeffrey Rush playing a fish alien. <laughs> I mean, does that Ryan Reynolds like fun. fuck a dude in the ass at one point or get fucked in the ass? Because then I would go see it. But other than that, no. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> well, just like the tip. You like that Hector Hammond? You fucking like that? Ugh, the yellow power of fear is infecting your brain. There were shadows of what could have been a better story in that one scene where, I don't know how the hell he got there and knew where he was, but when Blake Lively was suspended in the air with that needle to her neck... Yeah, that was nice. Because everything about that, he was like, I'm going to make her like me. And he was like, well, if I make her like me, are you even still going to be interested in her? Interested in her? And House like, he doesn't answer right away. He's just like, how about you let her make the decision? It's like, <laughs> of course I'm not going to be interested in her. She looks like you, you freak. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's the Green Lantern, Yeah, folks. Green Lantern. What well, wait, what's, what's the numerical score? 
That's what I was about to do. Um, you I give your say, score, and then I'll change it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give my score, and Jonathan, and then Jonathan you, will fix it. Um, I will say, I'll say five. No, I, I'm thinking a six. Interesting. Because I was gonna go four, four point five, because I normally give most movies that I kind of like eh, a five. I, but I, I, I liked, I liked the ideas and the pieces they had on the table, but they fell apart in using them. I think it looks fine. I was never bored. I was just annoyed that they didn't do it better. They just made it. They expected everyone to come see it, and then it made it. Really, it only made like fifty-five million or so at, at its first weekend. That's not a good sign. It's just not a great sign because yeah. it's going to drop off really pretty quickly yeah. more films are in the pipeline it's gonna get tossed off I think yeah I can't I can't recommend for someone to go see this movie yeah probably won't happen now but I really wish somebody else would come in and make another one make a sequel and do it well yeah because I think it could be a good movie just don't put but... four superhero movies in one summer I think that's the pro- that's why these films are making as much money as everyone thought because you can't I don't know. You can't do that. I think they should try to, like, also slow the pace of superhero movies because they try to pack a lot of stuff into one. You don't have to do that. Just tell a story. But whatever. What uh, else? One last thing about films. I'm going to be seeing a movie Wednesday night. Hmm. Uh, I got an email from a website I had signed up um, who, and I'm going to be going to a screening of a, of a film that comes out in July, but I'll be seeing it early, and I'll be telling you guys about <clears throat> Friends with Benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. I don't know how you score these tickets, Brad, but I'm greatly envious. It's it's a rom-com, and Alex, I have a guest pass. <gasps> you so have a, oh, wait, wait, wait. You have a gas pass? Thank goodness. Could, could I have it? I'm pretty sure I said guest pass. I'm pretty sure he said you knew what he meant, Jonathan. Mm, the record, I feel, will show. The that, record will show. The record will show that right Brad what pretty clearly wrong. said. I have a gas pass, Alex. I would love for it to actually be if you said gas. Well, I think I we'll find pass. out. I think we'll find out, and someone will be eating their words. Mm-hmm. Hope they don't get gas. <laughs> oh, oh, God, that's we not have funny. Fun. Oh. Um, but yeah, so um, Alex, unless I meet a lady in the next 48 hours that wants to go see um, a movie with Mila Kunis and uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, would you like to see a rom-com Wednesday night? Yes. What time? 8, 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? Yes. All right, we'll be the first on the scene. I wonder how many people are going to be there. Because I had advanced tickets to Super 8. Like, they gave us the ability to see it, like... I want to say six hours before anyone else did. Six hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be literally the people who see it right before everyone else gets to see it on the planet. <laughs> well, everyone else who was there has had their tickets for 12, and we're like, ha ha, we got a ticket for eight. Thanks. But that's, also, was, that's not six hours. There was no one in that theater. There was like me, some of my friends, and maybe like five or six other people. It was weird. I was like, why did you even offer this showing? <laughs> <laughs> no one's here. Oh, Ghibli. I cannot wait. Cause this is a, this is a proper pre-showing. This is a proper screening. This is weeks before of, a, of a fresh rom-com. Oh, a fresh rom-com, Jonathan. I'm so excited. There's Foxy Ladies. I'm glad you're I'm excited. Oh, God. Are they going to find love this time? I just don't know. Rob's. This time. As if it's a sequel to another. <laughs> <laughs> is it a sequel to that uh, Natalie Portman movie that just came out that's the same movie? Maybe. <laughs> love another time. I would love... No, that's the other one. <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> Isn't there? But wasn't there just That's, a movie that was like Friends with No Strings Attached? No Strings Attached, which I saw in the theater. Yeah. So which used now to we're be seeing called, Friends with Benefits. The original script for that film was Fuck Buddies. Nice. It actually Fuck was Fuck Buddies. buddies. Wow. Wednesday's going to be a fun time. We'll talk about it on the show. We'll talk about it. we got to hey, bring it back a report. We like to talk about movies. That's what we do. That's what we do. But there's something else we like to talk about a little bit more. What's that? <sighs> Guys, this is our last chance. 
uh, last time uh, we'll be talking about the the end of Charles in Charge. This will be the last time we talk about the end of Charles in Charge. It's also the first time. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. I'm a little emotional right now. And drunk. I might cry. I've had honest. like one and a half drinks. That's not drunk. That's not drunk at all. I'm a playwright. I can drink a hell of a lot more than... Yeah, Brian can handle I'm like a your playwright. Job. I'm in the fine tradition of O'Neill. <laughs> I feel like my degree, like... Uh, I feel like half of it was uh, in how to consume enough alcohol to kill yourself. Yeah, that's easily a minor. <laughs> Without also, really trying. Also, I am descended of alcoholics, so... <laughs> let's not get into that. Come on. I feel bad for even... Let's let's back away. <laughs> Have we ever... Did you guys talk about the Tonys on the show? That, no, we're going to talk about Charles we're not, and we're Charles. Hey, I know. I, I know we're doing... I just... Never mind. Hey, guys, one more thing about X-Men. <laughs> guys, if I could just open the door to the Tonys really quick. No? Put that okay. battering ram away, sir. All right, that's cool. We'll shut the door. Put the Tony down. Put the Tony, the Tony down. Tony down. Jonathan. Put the Tony, Tony down. down. Although I will All say right. it was pretty fucking funny when Hugh Jackman and Neil Patrick Harris said, baby, I'm the bottom and you're the top. I was like, yeah, I bet. I bet yeah. you fucking fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman just battering Neil Patrick Harris into oblivion. It was like the best Tonys in years, though. It, it, it was, was the awesome. best Tonys, but we're talking about Charles Judge. Book of Mormon. Get on that shit. It's okay. the last All time right. we can talk about the end of Charles in Charge. Last time. So, guys, um, you know, we haven't had Alex with us for a while. And if you remember, the last time Alex summarized an episode, he had a very, very record-breaking long time. <sighs> Guys, I don't know what happened. Guys, if we were going to look at the averages right now, um, <laughs> Alex would probably be in trouble because he summarized less episodes, and his last one was really long. So we're going to give him a chance to redeem himself. Thank you so much. We're going to let him su- summarize the last episode of the first season and the first episode of the season that doesn't exist. In the same minute? Or do I get two minutes? No, no, you will we'll, no. okay. you'll, you'll do them separately. <laughs> okay. Alex is digging himself deeper. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a good idea, Alex. Yes, you yeah, have yeah. 60 seconds to summarize two it's episodes. Fine. This could make or break my chances of winning. Oh, well, it will definitely make People them. are going to be judging you. Because oh, people man. are always judging you, Alex. That's an important thing to learn. Always people be closing. People are always judging you. Yeah. Welcome to America. This is my battle cry. Okay, it's <laughs> three, two, one... Go. Guys, things are crazy in the last episode of Charles in Charge. First off, Jason's got his leg broken. He's going to go to soccer camp. We don't know. Douglas is going to be going to fat camp and hopefully going to be chasing girls. And if he catches one, he doesn't know what to do with it. Um, or her. Um, Lila's going to get a summer job. She gets one at Hot Rags. She's going to get her layaway out. It's going to be awesome. Buddy is scheming. He's going to get him and Charles on some lake, and they're going to live there and counsel or whatever. Gwendolyn's going back home for the summer. And the Pembrokes aren't, don't know what to do because Charles isn't going to be there. Um, so, <laughs> there's a shower scene that we'll get into more. Uh, Grandpa comes in on a surprise visit. Grandpa's gonna be checking Charles's place, kind of. And at the end of the episode, Charles leaves, and it's a big emotional... It's, it's, it's a big emotional deal for everybody. And that's the end of Charles in Charge, guys. 48 seconds. Whew. Though I will okay. say, that was somewhat muddled and somewhat incorrect. Yeah, time. you made a couple incorrect. of mistakes. You made a yeah. couple of mistakes. What First of all... No, first of all, I love how Alex is offended. I, there's no way I could have ever had anything incorrect about that summary. No, uh, Jason had knee surgery. He didn't break his leg. Also, Grandpa's not coming to take Charles' place. They didn't even know Grandpa was coming. First off. Also, first Charles off. and Buddy are not going to work on a boat counseling hot women. <laughs> so tell me about your childhood, hot woman. Jonathan. I was Jonathan. Abused as a there's little stuff girl. You- 
There's stuff you infer from watching Charles in charge. <laughs> oh, and yeah, so like they're going to be their therapists. Council was used loosely, and we all know that they were talking about putting on life preservers on the women that are going to be on the boats. That's not a they're form of a counseling hotel. in any stretch of the definition of council. <laughs> they're working at a hotel in the boathouse. Yeah, that's what. That's generally what I said. That's what you do when you counsel. Yeah, you, that, work, you work in a hotel. That's generally what I said, if you I think remember, about it long enough. I remember my counselor at the hotel. He was great. <laughs> if you stretch definitions until they break, then technically Alex was right. <laughs> what I was thinking of, what actually happened in my mind, was I just talked about Douglas going to summer camp, and since I'm going to summer camp as a counselor, the pers- the characters I relate to the most on the show are obviously Charles and Buddy. Well, so that's he wants what, to go to fat camp, but he's not going to fat camp. Well, he's not going to be able to bulk up enough in time. Can I just say I love the fact that the the Pembrokes brought these brochures to Douglas to look at, um, and they, it's like they just grabbed brochures because one is for an all girls camp <laughs> that doesn't apply. One is to a fat camp again doesn't apply. The other one's like survival training. What the hell? Why did they give him these brochures? They just want him out. They just want him out. They're like, get out, Douglas. Get out. You said you, we've known since Christmas that you wanted to go to camp, so we picked up some brochures for you to look at. <laughs> and the we summer's already started, so we're probably late for registration on all of these, but oh well. <laughs> worst parents. <laughs> they are the worst parents ever. Even though they try to give Mrs. Pembroke, Broke, whatever, this kind of character trait where she's a softie. And Jason's supposed to do this knee surgery therapy where he, keep, you know, he goes up the stairs once a day. He lifts his leg, you know, every now and then to keep his leg mobile. And when he when he winces in pain, the mother goes, oh, that's enough, honey. You don't have to do anymore because Mrs. Pembroke is such a softy. Uh, as opposed to what we've seen of her in the most part of this season, which is a terrible parent. <laughs> it's like in that episode when she apparently does nice things for Charles. Since when? Yeah. Since when does she make huge, luxurious dinners for Charles? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I laughed when she said, I'm going to go make your favorite thing, Jason. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's like, Mom, that's all you know how to make. Shut up. I can make, make a great it. bologna sandwich, too. All right? Alex, you left, me. Out, well, she you left out a one. huge section about Jason. The fact that Jason wants to fuck Gwendolyn. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, though. Uh, because he has rammed himself into the wall known as puberty, and he is going to get it. Um, well, Jonathan, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's getting it in other fronts. I think so as well. <laughs> Jonathan, or, or anything, the backs. If anything solidified <laughs> your case for a but not a buddy, for a Charles <laughs> and Jason romance, there's this so episode much, sealed it. There's Jeffo. so much fucked up sexuality going on in this episode. Charles is clearly jealous of the fact that Jason no longer fancies him. And he's pissed off that Jason is now attracted to a woman. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all an act. Go ahead, oh, Alex. Oh, they yeah, take you... a showers together. Apparently, they take a shower together. They take a shower together, Jonathan. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I didn't. What do you I don't mean? think I what are we this. talking about? Alex, you can't scene. keep doing that to me throughout the entire episode. What do you mean <laughs> you didn't see that okay. part of Super Eight? <laughs> Jonathan, there's a shaving scene. They're both I, just wearing towels. I know they the both shaving clearly, scene. They both clearly just come from the shower. No, no, no. That's not the same thing as them flat out stating that they took a shower. No, together. Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, first off, let's let's talk about the events leading up to the shower. <laughs> Jason's let's, like it's like a it's like a JFK scenario. Let's look listen, at the timeline. Back listen, and to the left. Check back this out. And up inside. Check this out. So Jason's like he puts on his sick voice to get what he wants. Charles, Charles. I want to get I want dessert. Make I want out dessert with now. Me, Charles. Oh, I, 
Let me go get the cake for you. That's cool. Okay, this is all code. We know what we know what dessert means. We know what cake means. Quadruple. <laughs> That's great, Charles. But before God. you get the cake, I need to go. I need to go use your bathroom. I need to go use your restroom. He doesn't say that, does he? Yes, yes he does. He specifically mentions Charles' yeah. restroom. And then Charles says, "Uh, well, do you want me to put your uh, um your robe on?" And then he does, which is a creepy moment because he's he like, puts- "Look, it doesn't fit." Ha ha ha. Because I'm not a child like you, Jason. I'm a big grown man. (laughs) And as Jason, like, (laughs) tries to scurry to the bathroom on those crutches, Charles slaps him on the ass, and then they go into the bathroom. (laughs) He does slap Jason on the ass, I forgot. The next time we see them, they are both in towels in front of the mirror. They've obviously showered, maybe. And they're shaving together. Charles, I can't shower. I, I've got a cast on. Why don't you help me? I'm afraid I'll slip and fall. Okay, uh, you're not kidding about that ass slap, though. It's it, no matter how he I'm not kidding done about it, any of this. No matter how Scott Bayer would have done that moment, it would have been creepy. But he gives him like a secretary, like you're doing great, Sally. Like bam, right on the ass. Oh, it's then, so gross. Yeah. Then they're shaving together, shirts off. Just how? So is Jason, has he been broken sexually at this point? Does he just submit to Charles? Is has he Was he scared at first with the fudge ripples and the whipples, but now he's in this phase where he's so fucked up that he thinks it's normal? Like, no, this well, is normal. Well, I shower with Charles. He's in the clear. He, Charles is going to be gone soon. He's going off to work at that hotel to be a counselor. This was the, This is their last hurrah. <laughs> This remember their last hurrah. Remember the episode where we learned that Jason ran away from Charles in the library and was screaming up and down the aisles? <laughs> what was happening in that episode that we didn't get to see? Charles and Jason go to the library. <laughs> episode zero. I mean, the relationship a boy has with his Charles. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Charles. Time in a kid's life. Um, Will you give me some sorry. water? I'm going to sideline us for a quick second as I've right. just put another cough drop in my oh, mouth. Snap. Mm. The show must go on, our work. <laughs> Wait, what? The show must go on, our work. Or work? Our work. I don't understand what that means at all. The show must go on, or work must go on, is what I'm reading it. Yeah. Art means to me, the show must go on, or at least it has to work. <laughs> I know, at that's least, what I heard. That's what I At heard. least get a decent understudy. Yeah, it's like it's like a Spider-Man turn off the dark reference. Like, look, the show has to go on. Just make it work. Make it work. Just do anything. The worst. Sorry, but Charles um, in charge. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. It's the most obvious statement I'll, I'll have ever made during this Charles in charge marathon of ours. Grandpa has Alzheimer's. <laughs> yes, come Grandpa on. Grandpa does it. He's been away for so long that he thinks Charles is Douglas. He thinks Buddy is Douglas. He thinks he, he has, lived through the canal building. Yeah, what the hell is that about, Gramps? He's been he's been working on the Alaskan pipeline, which makes no sense because that is an old man. Uh, I do not see him being out in the tundra where they bury gay people. <laughs> yeah, how about in that? In my day, if a man hugged a man on the tundra and they weren't related, he'd wind up in the tundra. If you know what I'm fucking saying, buddy. You mean, uh, Grandpa, you're secretly gay, but... What? Um, so angry. Afraid. Come on, grown man I'd never seen before. Give what? me a hug. I'm not leaving until I get one. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Give he, me a kiss on the cheek, Charles. He, he doesn't know what Douglas looks like? That makes no sense. No sense. He only recognizes Jason's voice. Alaska's not the fucking Serengeti. Like, they get male. Besides the weirdness of the whole hug thing, um... 
and the fact that Charles went into the hug chest first and <laughs> stayed that way, which was kind of weird. A little chesty. A little chesty. A little chesty. Grandpa's a little too touchy-feely. Um, what was the whole thing with Lila? You remember that scar I got on my arm, Gramps, when you were negligent grandparents? <laughs> remember when I, I fell off my bike, bike? you just told me to keep crying? Oh, I remember that. Crying. And then we, I cried until I laughed? What, Lila? You told me and not to cry, so we cried until I laughed, and we didn't tell Mommy and Daddy anything. <laughs> and Grandpa was crying, too, and then my pants were gone? I don't know what was happening. Why did he, like, hold her arm and then, like... Do that weird, uh, like, thing on her e- you know, inner he, elbow. He, he gave her, like, a raspberry. He was like... Um, yeah. to a, a preteen girl? That's not yeah, cool, that's not Gramps. Cool. Nah, she's 14. She knows what's going on. She knows what Grandpa's <laughs> game is. Well, she's been on that one date with that one guy that um you guys talked about last episode. Yeah, the wrong guy. The wrong, the wrong guy. guy. Which, as much as... I mean, that episode is just crazy, but whatever. But um, now Lila she's, doesn't she's, do shit in this episode, by the way. Uh, yes, she does. She's got a she's got a job at Hot Rags. Hot Rags. But I feel like they sidelined her for some reason. It's almost really as if did. the actress couldn't yeah. do that much that week. Well, what was she? What was the weird stuff? There are so much weird sexual things in this episode, and I may be saying that just because of what Jonathan's been putting on her heads this whole time about Jason. <laughs> what what hath I wrought? What hath I wrought? What have you I, done? I remember when oh. she's talking, like she first hears about Charles and Buddy getting this gig mm-hmm. as counselors at the uh, hotel right. slash camp, or whatever. Yes. And Where they says, counsel women who are broken like, and abused. She says, well, Charles, I'm not going to be, you're not going to be here for the summer. What about me getting a job? Who's going to help me do this? And he's like, well, your parents. Well, she's like, well, I can't talk to them about stuff. She's like, is there anything I can do to convince you to stay, Charles? Oh, that, oh, that was yeah. weird. And when Charles, like, what did he do? He kissed her on the forehead at the end. And then kissed, and her, on then the kissed her on the nose. And there was a pause after that where I thought he was going to fall and just open mouth. Yeah. Just where, like, he, where he just let his fingertips run across, like, the base of her forearm. Just kind of, like, let, her, let, let them graze against her skin. Yeah. Charles, what? Can, can Jason address- doesn't like me anymore. Jason has a crush on Gwendolyn. I have to move on. Can I address another issue here? Um, Charles is going off because he needs a summer job. Charles, <laughs> yes. Charles, you Here's have a job. You Charles, you've got Charles. an awesome job. And those kids are going to be out of school, which means they need more supervision. They need not even less. more. Yeah. Because you know that Jason's going to have to have someone drive him to soccer games. And Douglas, well, Douglas will presumably be shipped off to some prison camp for three months. Uh, I mean, we don't see him in the first episode of the second season or Lila, so I both, I just assume they're both dead. Uh, well, I'm also, when are they going to tell um, Jason that he's, there's no chance he's going to soccer camp with his fucked up knee? Doesn't he go to soccer camp in a week? Yeah, That's it's not going to happen, dude. You're in a cast. Come, Come on, Jason. Uh, you're not going to miss me. You're going to be too busy, uh, you know, being a soccer star that weighs 14 pounds. And see, that's where in my mind him breaking his leg make more sense than him having knee surgery. Because there's no way he's going to be playing soccer in a week on knee well, surgery. Well, to be that's fair, you can't, to be fair, you can't break your leg. You have to break, you know, like a body part, like a leg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Jonathan keeps hearing things that are apparently missaid. Resounding mausoleum silence. Everyone knows, and you guys know this, I misspeak a lot. That's just something that happens. Go back and listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe I said lag instead of leg. We'll see who wins and who loses. I'm pouring more cracking. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Brad's winning all the time, regardless. (laughs) (laughs) I do the editing. I know I win. (laughs) But yeah, I... 
Yeah, there's no way he's going to soccer camp. But is the just to kind of play devil's advocate here, is Charles not needed because all these kids are going to summer camp and that Lila's going to be working all the summer? Um, But don't summer camps usually last like a week or two? Well, see, tops? that was the awesome thing about the 80s and 70s. I think you could go to summer camp for like a month or more. Yeah, I, I want to say that they still do. There are programs that you can... I mean, it's supposed to be like a good chunk of your summer. Yeah. What is Gwendolyn a nursing major? Why did why does Jason keep saying, Oh, Gwendolyn was my nurse and she kinda plays it off, but I feel like they're trying to reference something that we don't know, that maybe she is well, studying nursing. I, I, think, I don't know. I think Jason is developing a nurse fetish. Oh. Well that's easy that's, to see. I think that's that's part of it. I mean, it gets to a point where it's a little uncomfortable, like Jason, alright, we get like doesn't he say something like, Oh, I'm heavy, Charles. I'm heavy. Or I'm in the heavy. Like something about heavy. <laughs> But Charles is disturbed. He's like, whoa, Jason, yikes. Are you talking about your dick? Like, it kind of at this point just sounds like you have a boner. Do you have a boner? Let's go in the shower and check this out. <laughs> I'll put on your robe. I'll, I don't know. It's just going to get slippery in there. I don't know. We need Whatever to hold on to each other. Oh, we've made this show into a fucked up slash fiction yeah. nonsense fest. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you would think we were making up until this last episode. All right, the thing is, let's, let's go to the end of the episode. There's no way around well, that. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Grandpa shows up. I just want to point this out. Grandpa shows up almost halfway through the episode. In a show called Meet Grandpa, why does he show up so late in the game? He does nothing. Like, Grandpa, like, does nothing to affect the rest of the plots. It's really weird. Yeah. Just random comedic value, I guess, maybe. Bad advice that he keeps giving everybody. <laughs> And then Charles accuses him of being a bad grandfather out of nowhere. <laughs> he goes, well, maybe if you had fucking been around for these kids. And Grandpa's like, uh, well, to be fair, you're right. <laughs> um, but again, Grandpa is playing that game that we've seen everyone else play, trying to convince Charles that he should go off and live his life. <laughs> yeah, he says Charles is unhappy. He out of nowhere just goes, Charles, you're a nice guy, but you are radically unhappy. And Charles is like, excuse me? What the fuck is with this family? <laughs> We hate you, Charles. Cousin Elliot hates you. Grandma hates you. Grandpa from the other side of the fucking family hates you. Everybody wants to be you, Charles. They want that sweet, sweet job. They really do. They do. I bet he's getting paid good Pembroke money that he's blowing on crack and whores. He's just going out of the lamplight crack and paying and big titted women. Yeah. That Buddy sets up because Buddy's the pimp. <laughs> Defo. Does he really need to go off for a summer job? I mean, he has no, his job, no, that's so and he stupid. made like a grip of cash from Grandma the last time she came in. Yeah. Unless he blew all of that. I think he just needs a break. I think Charles, he, he flat out tells the kids, he's like, look, it'll be fun. I, I'm, I, I'm going to go. I'm, I, I need this. I need this. <laughs> All right. So into the episode, they're saying their goodbyes. Oh, God. It's this very heartfelt. so touching. Um, because we know that it's ending. Um, but then there's that weird moment where everyone turns their back so Charles and oh, Jason God. can oh. properly say goodbye in the way they only can. I'll miss you the most of all, Scarecrow. Honestly, <laughs> we took showers together. I don't want my mom and dad watching when we say goodbye, Charles. Whoa! Because I know you're not just going to hug me. You're going to, like, lift me up off my feet and just, like, take my scent in. <laughs> and it's going to be- it's gonna take a while. It's going to be really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It was a little weird. He's oh, just God. leaving for the summer. Like, they're, they're such babies. Those kids are so dumb. Well... <laughs> What makes this even more tragic is the fact that we only see Jason one more time after this. We're never going to see Lila and Douglas again because I mean, they're both is, dead. Yeah, this is the last time we see the Pembrokes or Brooks or whatever you want to call them. We'll never see Mr. Pembroke again. We'll never see Mrs. Pembroke before that fa strange facelift she got. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's, let's just get into it. Um, 
Wait, but Alex has to summarize it. Yeah, well, let me get the... that being said, this is one of the... I mean, I love this episode of Charles in Charge, because even though the grandpa's throwaway, and it's kind of weird, everything that's in this, it really does bring the first season to a really good close, and it really brings the whole series to a good close, I think. It leaves it open-ended, the kids are going to be alright, Charles is going to be alright... I like the grandpa character. He's goofy and ridiculous. Like, he has Alzheimer's and he has no idea where he is. But he's funny. And the only thing I didn't like about the episode is that for some reason Charles is really snarky throughout the whole thing. Like, he's always saying jokes that only he finds funny. That's not the Charles I like. When he's just like, well, maybe if you did this. And then he literally laughs like, ha, 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 I'm Charles. Ugh, that's the kind of snarky Charles I don't like. But outside of that, the episode, yeah, was was very good. Wonderful episode. Loved it. But it's over now. That yes. series is over. That show is gone. Guys, so now we're going to talk about um, what I like to think of as a fan fiction. <laughs> Why is it called Amityville? Because it's like, you know, the Amityville horror. Everything is... <laughs> it's really it's really from the perspective of Buddy. He wants to get out of this house realizing that Charles is going to become Charles again. <laughs> like, Charles will die if he doesn't... I mean, he will... All right, all right, all right. Alex, you have to do a summary. Okay, I'll do, I'll do a quick summary because I can't remember any of these kids' names. I can't either. Pal, only because it's on the television yeah. now. I really have no idea. I'm not gonna look at it. I'm not. Gonna you look. better not. All right, Alex. All right, three, two, one, goes. Guys, something crazy has happened in the world of Charles in Charge. Charles comes back, not from summer camp, but from a like a, a mountain trip, mountain trip, a mountain trip, with Buddy, and everything's different. The family's gone. Furniture's totally different. It's like the music's changed. Was the culture? The crimp in their hair now? What the fuck? Different kids are here, uh, except Jason and Mrs. Pembroke are there. Turns out the whole family, because Mr. Pembroke got transferred to Seattle, everyone's moving to Seattle. Jason's there. He's uh, more cynical this time for some reason, but (laughs) everything's all right. Charles is going to be the new Charles for this family, but he's undecided, so Buddy tries to convince him not to. And Charles is almost convinced not to be a Charles again until these freaking brats pull him in. They just pull him back in. Uh, the, the boy now is horrible because he plays with wrestling action figures. Fuck him. They got a new grandpa because apparently it worked last time. Who's just... I hate him because he's, he's stupid. These kids... I mean, I don't know. Buddy checks out one of the girls, which is crazy because they're girls. children. The mom is like 50, but she has kids that are like 13. <laughs> Fuck this new family. But it's enough for Charles. Charles becomes Charles again, and it's... It's Charles in charge. One minute, ten seconds. Oh, oh no! I knew you were over. I knew it. My but heart. it was great. It was a great summary. It was the last Fuck one. These kids. Who cares if it's over? Great 10 work. Seconds. Great work, sir. Great work. Oh, guys. <laughs> the, watching this episode, there's so much wrong with it. There's so, so mad much wrong that they stopped the television show the first time. Yeah. Now, now this Charles and Charge is on a list. Uh, an inventory on the AV Club website of shows that drastically changed their own premises and casts after the first season. And that's a lo- like, there are actually a lot of shows that have done well, that. It is two years later. Yeah. I think it, it was, was the writer's strike that uh, held it up or something. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, here's the thing. They never, this, this is the first weird thing right off the bat that any Charles in Charge regular viewer would notice. The house looks completely different. Yeah. And no one mentions that. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I was trying to make my own timeline in my head. I was thinking that Charles came back from whatever job he and Buddy did. Maybe that Buddy got them fired. But then at a certain point, maybe the Pembroke's completely redecorated and made the house look awful. It looks what if there terrible. Is, what if there are like a two, there's two years of lost adventures? Oh, yeah, that, that could be true. I mean, Jason well, certainly looks two years older. Yeah. What would happen... 
to make that true because they reference the fact that they're just sophomores in college, so they went through their first freshman. That's true. That doesn't. So they would have to take like two years off. (laughs) Okay, so. There, um, Charles was in a coma for. A, well, no, they could have just took two years off from school, which would explain why Gwendolyn isn't around because she's already a junior. <laughs> they right, took two okay. years off of school, buddy. Or a senior, <laughs> just like buddy. They went out to that the council, and they were like, you know what, this is whatevs. Charles came back and took two years off as the kids were growing up. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it also explain a get lot. Back. But the Meg, house Meg Ryan, t- Meg Ryan came in and took over for a couple of years. Yep, she did a terrible job, and the Pembrokes no. left. The no, house was destroyed like and they had to redecorate because of Megan the Hurricane. No, no. When when Charles left the first time, they brought Megan in. Right. And in those two weeks, things were a ruckus. Okay. But I still like Charles being there for two years of a lost Charles in okay. charge. Yeah. Which, studios, if you're if you're listening to this... CGI it. I would love to see an animated and or CGI Charles in charge. <laughs> the lost years. Get everyone back to do the voices. Um, okay... From now on, can we just refer to the kids as nerd, skank, and boy? Yeah, okay. Because nerd, I don't know their boy. names. So there's nerd no girl, skank name. girl, and boy. Um, and nerd girl has a weird, like, way she speaks. It's a very strange voice, it's just yeah. Odd. Well, let's, it's let's like take Jan it step Brady. by step. Because Charles comes in, he thinks that that girl is Lila. Even though she has, to be fair, her face is hidden behind a book. But it's clearly not Lila. No. Well, I think he's joking, too. This, okay, and Jonathan, you mentioned this. Uh, Charles laughing at his own jokes. This happens, like, me and Alex were counting. It was, like, five times yeah, so many in this times. episode. And it's so weird because no one else is laughing because they're bad no. jokes. But there is something strangely entertaining to me about it. I enjoyed it. Oh, I don't know. Whenever Charles thinks him, his own jokes are funny, I just kind of cringe. I'm like, oh, Charles. This is why you don't have a steady girlfriend. Exactly. It's like, you're such a loser nerd. I love it. <laughs> Charles. Well, the but nerd Charles. girl says... Uh, oh, w- one more thing about that la- The last episode of the season finale I did like that moment where Mr. Pembroke goes Charles, do you know what I'm saying? Oh god, when uh-huh. he said that, my heart just yeah. it's, like they, it's like they knew we would never see these characters again Yeah um, Because that's a, that's a pretty little though. good callback uh, Pretty little good callback, that's a phrase um, Okay, so the nerd girl says Mom, there's a stranger at the door No, honey There's a stranger who walked right into your house And is standing in the middle of the living room And ain't going nowhere he Until he gets an explanation Yeah um, So that was really weird uh, And then at a certain point I mean, I was watching the episode And I, at, at multiple points out loud went What? What? Because the second Mrs. Pembroke showed up yeah. I had a panic attack. I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. Fuck. What the fuck? I thought Jason was going to be different when they said Jason was in the house. Mm-hmm. And so you're telling me that the only character they could get back, the only character actor was Jason. They couldn't and get Mrs. Charles. Pembroke back. And she was, she was a fine enough actress. I didn't think she was a bad actress. But I'm like, no, that's, that's really stupid. Like, why would they even have the character be there at all? Just write out the entire family and say that they've moved. And then have Charles deal with the new family. Like, it just seemed like a weird way to overlap the two. I will say that I like the fact that they did that, only because it really does feel like a passing of the torch. Even though they get... I mean, it's a, new diff- it's a different Mrs. Pink. It, it, it feels slightly less ridiculous than yeah. Charles being confused by, wait, where'd my family... Oh, they said we should hire you. Now we're living here. Um, it's uh, so awkward. It's it a weird... Awkward, but- 
But I will say, I also got touching emotions when Jason and Charles had a final hug, and then Jason runs out of the house. But totally broken. I'm free now. I'm free. But you're right. Jason, like, he seems older, but he seems more detached. He's just like, oh, well, hi, Charles. I mean, I haven't seen yeah. you in I don't know how fucking long. Yeah, but at the but same time... But never going to see Charles again, and you don't really feel that until he runs out, until they're, like, holding each other, and they are holding each other. But at the same time, if you're writing... Uh, you have to write a series with a new family... I don't think you want to show too much attachment to Jason. Otherwise, people are going to be like, oh, man, I really miss the old family. You want to get them hooked on that new family. Yeah, well, there, and they there's, do. There's this weird bittersweetness to it, and it kind of made me think about, I don't know, for some reason there's an actual theme there, the idea that he's not part of this family and that at any point he probably would have, he would have had to leave them at a certain point anyway. Yeah. And those kids may not even remember him ten years down the line. Like, in sitcom land, they would, of course, because right. everyone loves Charles. But it kind of made me think about, like, you could help raise some kids in a similar situation to Charles. But at a certain point, like, you may not see them for ten years, and they may not even remember you. It's kind of melancholy and kind of sad. So, do we like any of the new kids? No. I do. I kind of did. I had a thing for the nerd girl by the end, I think. Really? I kind of well, like that the new character. Jason. She's the new Jason. Yeah, he's she's the reason that he stays because I don't think he likes Skank. I mean, he likes well, Buddy definitely likes Skank. Um, well, I don't know if you noticed at the end of this, Jonathan, but when both of those girls walk out, Buddy checks out both of them, like yeah. fully checks out, like up and down. Ugh, Even Nerd yes. Girl, like for serious. Well, I, I, what is what is that um, Skank girl? What is her name? I can't remember. All she of a grows up to be on Baywatch. Oh yeah, she's she? super hot, which makes yeah, me feel crazy very hot. conflicted about this episode because she's a young girl. My God, Willie Ames looks like a freaking forty-year-old. He looks not so in college. Old. He looks well, like the dad right there. He could easily be like an Uncle Joey. I don't know. Well, Even when they're older, yeah. and they knock Charles' lamp off. Okay, uh, okay guys, kids. listening at home, um, I wasn't going to refer to this, but we're watching the opening credits, so I can find out this girl's name in slow motion. Um, so there's no sound, and Alex is reacting to it. I can't what's, help. That's what's happening right guys, now, guys. I can't help this because this is like <laughs> taking something that I absolutely love, Charles wow. in charge. And it's weird. How old is she there? I don't know, but she's going to be hot. Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert. She doesn't even look like herself there. But to reiterate, Bale looks... Foxy. Bale looks bad. Yeah. He doesn't look nearly as good as he did in the first season. And Ames looks bad because of the mullet. His face looks... He's got some crazy wrinkles. The younger boy is also rocking kind of a, a faux mullet thing. And also, that little boy, he's a terrible actor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hate that little kid. He's, he's doing he's that. Got... He's doing that eye dart thing where his eyes can't focus on what the fuck he's supposed to be looking at. He's got weird teeth and big ears and <laughs> bags under his eyes. Fuck that kid. He has no right. dialogue because they know that kid can act. Um. So yeah, they, he doesn't do anything except play with. I thought he was playing with rock and sock and robots, but I, you're right. I think he was wrestling yeah, action were figures. Wrestling figures. <laughs> He, he sets himself up and... with a battleship. <laughs> Again, Alex has only had one drink. I forgot about the fact that in the opening theme for this new season, Grandpa is uh, is is doing a model warship. Because Charles, as they as they ram home many many times, Grandpa's in the military. Yeah. Or was at one point. And apparently the family the family dad is in South Korea. What? I'm sorry, sorry. I'm watching this live. Charles is grabbing some Nicole Eggert right there. They sit down, and Charles's hand goes over hers, grabs her arm, but, like, really close to some, um... He's grabbing some breast. He's grabbing some breast, and 
she actually reacts to it. Like, she brings her hand up like, oh, Charles. She's pulling it in. She's like, yeah, that's right. I'm just going to Charles straight poker face at the camera like, that's right. Don't stop, Charles. Don't stop. Keep going. I like I hate it, but I like it. Did they they date? I could see that happen. I, I want to say it got like a little weird, like in the later seasons, because this show went on for like what seven, eight seasons, and that's weird. five or six, I think. Yeah. To have watched the first season for it to be as awesome as it is, I kind of want to watch the rest of these to see if the same, if the writers kept up the pace, like if they did keep referencing things that happened. Because if you actually had Charles in charge that went over like seven more seasons and they kept referencing earlier stuff, that'd be really fun. Speaking of which, um. Nerd Girl and uh, Nicole Eggert are going to meet uh, a couple of fellas. Oh, yes. Alexander Morgan and his brother. He has right. a brother. I like I the fact that, that they, they, they tip a hat to Alexander Morgan existing yeah. in this universe. Where's I, Sally Stefanato? Is she going to be friends with these girls? I hope oh, God, so. I hope. I hope they bring, uh, what's her name, Enid back? Enid Bonnie Tuber. Bonnie Tuber, that bitch. <laughs> is, Bonnie, is Bonnie Tuber the give me a kiss? No, that no. is... Uh, God damn it. That cheerleader girl. I have no idea what I No, John. But they all have names. They're characters we've yeah. seen and we love and grown up with. Fuck. <laughs> oh, why did it have to end? I love it. We haven't seen Alexander Morgan in the flesh since that one episode where we all realized he was gay as an eighth grader. But but he's definitely becoming we, very popular. We talk about him a lot, though. Um, the theme song sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe how bad it was. After a while, I was like, wait a minute. Am I being harsh on this because I just want to be? No, no. this really sucks. They gin, It's like Jin and the Hologram has made Charles in Charge theme song. That's God. a very good point. There's a lot more fucked up, stereotypical 80s-ness about it. Yeah. And the new... Like, why did they have to change the singer... She's bad. She's like, new boy in the neighborhood. I was like, stop trying to jazz it up, bitch. Yeah. Cue saxophone, because they put a, a like a, a, a much more dedicated saxophone solo. I want to say it changed, it changed uh, at least once more later down the pike. I want to see the last episode of the entire series. I think I if wanna... I saw this and the last one, I'd be fine. I want to see, um, I think it's beginning of season three. Uh, where Gwendolyn comes back in the mix, and her and Charles almost get married. That's the one I want to see. Yeah. That's weird. Like, a whole season without Gwendolyn, and then you just bring her back? Yeah. What about Meg Ryan showing up at the altar? That could be a plotline. Whoa. It could be like a graduate scenario. Don't get married! (laughs) No! Charles! Fighting people off with crosses. I wonder if we ever meet Charles' parents. Ever. Yes. Yeah, doesn't his mom, like, come on the show for a while? Yeah, I remember his mother being on the show back in the day. Was it a guest star, I wonder? Or like, a, like an actual actress from film or TV? I can't remember who it was. Hmm. I hate to end it on a downer family, note. Guys. What but about the mom? She is wicked old to be having kids this show. <laughs> I love how weird did you out you are by the age. I don't think she's that old. Yeah, I don't she think she's that old considering old. how old the two, the two girls are. Just because you wanted to bang a Miss Pembroke um, and you don't want to bang this woman doesn't mean she's that old. Miss Pembroke and Mr. Pembroke looked about the appropriate age to be having the kids they did. That so, woman had those kids late. That's okay. People do that, Alex. She probably Smart had them in her that. 30s, and now she's probably in her early early 40s, probably, I think. Babies don't always have babies. Lisa that's Bonet? that's a great thing. <laughs> I think it's clear Mr. and Mrs. Pembroke had those kids young. And that's why Grandpa hates Mr. Pembroke. He's like, oh, you're still with this one, huh? Because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he knocked her up. Defo. And they had to invent a crazy sex life to keep the spice. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I'm glad we did this. I mean, we started doing this three and a half years ago. You know, doing two episodes for every episode of Ramjack, and, you know, that was three and a half years ago, and now we're, I don't know, I I thought it was a good season finale 
wrapping it up, I think they really botched working the rest of it in. Um, I think I think it's pretty bizarre because I, I want to ask if they approached the the actor who played Mr. Pembroke because if they could have gotten just one of the parents, that would have been fine. Yeah. But don't recast because I think that's insulting. That Not is. insulting in a like grossly offensive way, but it's just kind of it's. I don't know. No audience is going to buy that for a second, and they know it. Do you think it was um they couldn't get them, or maybe they couldn't afford them? Hmm. I couldn't have been a situation where they couldn't afford them, could it? Well, I don't know. Doing proper movies well, like now. um the thing is, you know, if if they were, you know, uh, main actors on the show, maybe I, I don't know how that breaks down, but to do a guest spot just on a for show that, that one you're show done with, I almost want to watch like a VH1 True Hollywood Story or something about <laughs> Charles in Charge, <laughs> just to the... know about the first. Like how that went down, well, let's, would be broken either. Let's way, let's not end on a downer note um, oh, because no, no, no. Uh, on on the Ramjack podcast Twitter page uh, back in April, I didn't talk about this on the show, but I wrote out a set list for what the Charles musical would involve. <laughs> nice. So we've talked about the Charles musical before, and the, one of the first songs that I came up with was, of course, uh, "You Gotta Be a Winker," and I have little song descriptions for what's happening in the show when these songs are performed. So you gotta be a winker. Buddy Buddy entreats Charles to stop worrying about his responsibilities and have fun for once. And then there's this then there's the song Number One Girl. Lila tries her best to beat out the other girls at cheerleading tryouts despite her lack of any real talent. <laughs> then there's Down at the Lamplight, in which cousin Elliot treats Buddy and Charles to a night out at the seediest, sleaziest joint in town. Um, so cousin Elliot's a, a huge plot point in the show. Um, then there's the Tango Pembroke, which is which is uh, a song. After a heated argument, Mr. and Mrs. Pembroke find passion in a fiery duet that sends them straight to the bedroom. Uh, there's, there's a song that Jason and Douglas sing called The Tale of Louis Duke Quasar Prince, in which they relate the harrowing story of how they killed and subsequently resurrected a dog. Um, there's Do the Fudge Ripple. Uh, though not explicitly stated, this groovy dance led by Jason is clearly meant to be a metaphor for his sexual dysfunction. Yes. Uh, there's so many more. Uh, Grandma Knows Best. Grandma Pembroke explains her parenting style in an attempt to intimidate the wishy-washy Charles. In uh, this, this is, I have to describe how this title is written out. Friends, parentheses, who kiss, parentheses, forever. <laughs> So it's friends forever who kiss. And this is a song between Charles and Gwendolyn as they're trying to explain their relationship to the children. You know, we're friends, but we kiss. It's, it, you know, we're friends forever. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's uh, a duo of songs. There's Enid the Horse followed by Enid the Swan. Enid's <laughs> entrance into the show on a giant horse is followed by a makeover montage meant to rid her of her individuality. Um, so it's like uh, popular from Wicked. It's it's the equivalent of popular from Wicked. Um, awesome. And then one of the last songs is Charles's big eleven o'clock number called "The Choice Isn't Clear," in which he agonizes over every decision he's ever made in his entire life. <laughs> nice. And then at the end, after the bows, you get the Charles in Charge Mega Mix, which is a blowout curtain call that turns the thirty-second theme song into a six-minute extravaganza. Yes, I love it. I'm gonna need that. It's like so, it's like Billy Elliot and Mamma Mia combined. <laughs> so Chicago Fringe, uh, 2012. Yeah. Okay. Let's make this happen. We can get a book together. <laughs> we can write the book. We can. I, I don't know how to write out music, but I'm sure I can That's improvise cool. it. And I'll learn some chords. 
It's fine. Alert some chords on that like a banjo. Bling, 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 bling. Charles in charge. Won't you ever again? You won't, because it's done. Sorry. Guys, thanks for the ride, though. It's I mean, been a fun this ride. was amazing. Fun ride. It's good to share with people, you know? It's been great. I love it. I love this show. I really do, too. Soft spot in my heart. That moment of, that, that moment of silence was for Charles. That was for Charles, Charles yeah. Right. We love you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ramjack. We've come a long way. This seems like a, a milestone yeah, episode. Yeah. We finished Charles in Charge. We're not going to do another television show. No. That was a lot of work. Tons of work. We, uh, we're not going to do the first season of Mr. Belvedere or Perfect Strangers. Sorry. Or, as tempting as both of those things are. They really I are think tempting. I would actually be um, really into a Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> yeah, I would too, actually. We'll talk about that. Drinks on the time. We'll do it a separate podcast. Um, Pick up that sports. Have you guys started listening to the Mr. Belvedere podcast? It's really good. <laughs> I love that Belvedere cast. They just keep when they finish the run of the show, they just go back to episode one and they just go through it all over again. <laughs> it's over brand and over. new, over and over again. Damn, I missed the first time. But um, we do Ram Jack presents the Belvedere podcast and do another <laughs> the Belvedere uh, Chronicles. <laughs> Please, can we call it the Belvedere Mr. Chronicles? Mr. Ram Jack Adir. <laughs> You hear you heard it here first, guys. Ram Jack is spinning off into multiple television show themed podcasts. Um, we're gonna starting do with the Belvedere Chronicles. Belvedere Chronicles. Alex, Chronicles Alex is going to have his own spin off podcast called "One More Thing About X Men." Yeah, that's where I open. I take that battering ram and open the door on topics I didn't get to fully expand each, on during the actual. Episode. Each episode is two minutes long, and it's just Alex going. And another thing about X Men: what was with that plant? <laughs> Yeah, didn't get it. Didn't get it. I don't think they had those plans back in the sixties. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. But um, oh, I I think um we may watch we may go back to watching some movies in the future sporadically. Oh, yeah. Um, we're definitely gonna be playing some more games and uh, you know telling some more fun. Hey, stories. attentive so, attentive uh, listeners, remember that one time I... when we were supposed to watch Santa Claus the movie and we never brought it up again? <laughs> that might happen. We'll be doing that, that might happen in the future. Christmas in July. Uh, ooh, that was my idea. Uh, that's actually a good idea. Let's should do that. Yeah, that's a great idea I had. Considering that you sent out the DVDs and now it's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm Jonathan. I look a freak DVD in the mouth. But Jonathan, you have it now forever and always. It's yours. Silence. <laughs> I was too busy looking a gift horse in the mouth. It seems to have all of its teeth. It's a gift. Just take it. No, I want to see that it has all of its teeth. All right, guys, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, how would you do that, Alex? Oh, God, there's tons of ways. Uh, Don't be so frightened by it. <laughs> Don't. Oh, God, there's so many ways. Uh, Fuck. Call us at 206-339-5894. Again, get back at us at 206-339-5894. How about you email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Facebook and Twitter. That's twitter.com slash ramjackpodcast. Also, you can uh, find us on iTunes. Please go there and leave interviews. Um, of course, you can catch the Twin Peaks podcast. It's fun times. There's a Facebook group. Get on that. We have fun. We talk about Twin Peaks. It's a good show. You can watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You guys, my throat's a little sore. Is there anything I have for that? You guys, Jonathan, you have anything for uh, that? I would suggest maybe a digital dose of cough syrup, which is the podcast that Ooh. my friend Michael Stone and I co-host. That's cough syrup. 
If I could really quick, I actually have another podcast that is very sporadic as far as when it comes out called yes, Immigration. <laughs> um, get on that if you have time, if you're into it, whatever. It's not a big commitment, maybe one episode every three months. It's not that big. Yeah, yeah. It's a lightweight impact on your podcasting. <laughs> it's like a cotton ball hitting you in the face like, oh, oh, Immigration. All right. <laughs> Visit our website, curiositybounds.com forward slash Ramjick. That's right. Go there. It's lots the of fun. The new name of the show is Ramjick. <laughs> Ramjick. <laughs> Hey, it's the Ramjick Podcast. I love that show. They do all those funny things. They talk about Charles in charge. It's a good time. Ramjick. <laughs> Ramjack presents... Remember that time that Jason... Remember that time Jason broke his lick? It's, we, it's basically... We do the exact same podcast, but we do it with funny accents. Yeah, it's gonna be great. You'll love Every it. time, different I, guys, accents. Hello, welcome to Ramjack. I enjoy... I enjoyed the original Ramjack Podcast, but now there's like a 35-show subscription that I have to keep up with. I can't do this. I think I'm just... It's and, the Ramjack Network slash channel. It's so weird. And like half of them are just the same show but with funny accents. I don't understand that. It's a lot of work. One is just the show's <laughs> episodes filtered through auto-tune. It's... I don't know what they're trying to go with that. Oh, uh, guys. That, um, I'm sorry. Just a uh, different topic um, real quick. Um, oh. It's just been a really kind of balmy uh, summer day today. And... I don't know, I'm kind of sweaty and kind of stinky, and, but the problem is, like, my water bills are really high lately, because, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's the economy and blah, blah, blah. So I was just thinking that maybe the three of us could take a shower. I think I'm good no, shower for no. Oh, you, oh, I mean, okay. thank you, Sorry, but... No. That's, no, never, not gonna happen. Love you. Goodbye. I love you. I miss you. Oh, I miss my. being in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry back. Come back. We miss Channel. you. Bye. Bye. Wave, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>